0: One day, Frank and Bob were out fishing. A funeral service passes over the bridge they were fishing by, and Bob takes his hat off, puts it over his heart. He does this until the funeral service passes by. Frank then said, Gee, Bob, I didn't know you had it in you. Bob then replied, It's the least I could do. After all, I was married to her for 30 years.
1: You're listening to the SmackDown Outdoors Podcast.
0: What's up, everybody? Episode number two, SmackDown Outdoors podcast. I'm your host Doug glimmerveen and today we have a very special guest, Mister Hot Pants himself. Oh, we're gonna get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Manafeld, or is it Man Fell? I never know how you say your name. Manafeld. Manafeld. Yep. Man Who Fell.
1: <laughs> However yep. you want to shoot it.
0: Anyways, Kyle's just a buddy of mine. We fish uh, against each other in the Aim Weekend Walleye Series. Uh, we fished together when we fished together. Only once. We're going to change that next year, though. Hopefully. Yeah. So <laughs> today we don't really have a, I don't know, a format, a theme. Kyle just came over, and we're just going to talk about whatever, really. I got some f- stories on the the old computer we'll talk about a little bit and then whatever else we reach so it really doesn't matter
1: probably best that way though
0: probably yeah well yeah <laughs> well last week um uh, I had Greg on it was kind of you know it was different cuz it's like he owns a bait shop so let's talk about bait you know this one you know you're just fishermen and fish tournaments so yep and on the same boat really doesn't matter um why don't you go ahead and tell people a little bit about your fishing and you know how you started, what you do, tournaments, or whatever?
1: Um, well, I'm 27. I started fishing when I was probably, I don't know, three years old or whenever I could grab a rod. But, uh, yeah, I fish walleyes. I used to fish just about everything, but I kind of let walleyes consume me chasing tournaments and trying to get gold plaques and all that stuff. But
0: How many plaques you got?
1: For walleyes or bass? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't matter. Tell him.
1: <laughs> I got my first plaque this year. Um, cashed a couple checks, too. Cashed a couple in years previous, but uh, um, normally for the AIM series, it's top five, so it's something you're always shooting for. And then... Uh, not to say that bass are easier or anything
0: Oh, they're, but, easier. Uh, <laughs> they're easier they're way easier you can go any. you can go to any lake and catch a walleye. Yeah, i don't
1: want to crash the internet here with this but, uh, but catch yeah, a bass, I got, yeah. definitely got a bucket full of them at home so um yeah just try to the walleyes are just so unpredictable with everything they do one day um you could have 40 pounds for your best five yep. as most pre-fish tends to go and then the next day you might have twenty five pounds. <laughs>
0: right. Oh yeah, I know all about it. Hold on, I gotta check something. Ah, I knew it.
1: There we go. All right, you'll probably be heard easier now. Hopefully, everybody heard that first part. Yeah, if not, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, bass are are definitely not on my agenda anymore. But uh, but the wall I have been, and uh, this year it seems like every weekend from April up until last weekend, maybe minus. Three weekends, one for a bachelor party, one for work, and um, one for a wedding. We're uh, spent either pre-fishing or or fishing a tournament or doing a guide trip or a charity event or or something, fishing with vets. I try to do all those that I can. You were definitely busy this year. Yeah. Like,
0: what are you doing this weekend? Well, I'm fishing this, I'm fishing that. I'm f- <laughs> good Lord. And here I am going, oh, okay. Wish I could fish that much. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it uh I definitely put a few miles on the truck going from South Dakota to the Lake of Woods down to, you know, the Mississippi and then we went up to the St. Louis, which was fun. Yeah, that was a good time.
0: Yeah, that was, you know, going up there it was cool cuz it was, you know, I had a goal, catch a fish, just catch a fish on a new <laughs> body of water. That's my goal every time I go somewhere. You know, like I went to the Superior with Rosemore and I wanted to catch a fish. And what we I don't know, what did we catch that day? probably
1: 13 14 walleye yeah something. i don't know we, it we wasn't caught a like... bunch of them but just yeah. not not yeah. the big ones that sorry right. we're catching the year before but uh it's always nice when you can go to a place that you've only fished maybe two weekends and then no pre-fishing no information just hey let's go up here and hop on the river and boom you i mean yeah pull out a bunch of fish so
0: well it's funny because you get guys that like you know they like guys get into tournament fishing. I think a lot of them do because it's like, well, I can go to Malax and I can catch you know a bunch of 24 inch fish all day, you know all day long every day. Okay, yeah. Well, first of all, it's Malax. Secondly, um, do that anywhere else you haven't been to. You know. Oh um, yeah. Vermilion, It took you know me and my partner a week to figure it out, and we did well, but it took us a week to really figure out how to catch those fish. Right. You just, you know, tournament fishing is a whole nother level. It's not just going out and catching fish. Right. It's can you catch the five biggest fish,
1: or whatever your limit is, on that day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And it gets, it gets a little crazy, too, between the different tournaments. Like, with the Ames, you got your five best fish, mm-hmm. no slot, no nothing. Whereas, like, for instance, the Corn Rat Tournament was... Um, your best five or six fish but anyways there's a slot you know so you can only two over 20 and you need to have those 19 to 19 and a half you know whatever mm-hmm. you know your other fish have to be under 20 inches so you're fishing for two different types of fish and most of the time they don't all play together and you know all the different things that come into play fishing the different formats and whatnot and it uh yeah definitely it's it's a lot different than you know doing a guide trip and going out and Let's just load the boat up with 15 to 18 inches to eat, you know? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Well, I was listening to some guys talk about um, the NWT championship on Lake of the Woods. And we're up in Lake of the Woods, five biggest fish for two days, and it was, what, 93 pounds? Oh, smack right? down. <laughs> well, it was ridiculous because we're just measuring the five biggest fish. So everybody had fish that were 26, 27, and up. Well, then the NWT guys go, and you look at the, if you just looked at the weights, you go, did they even catch a fish right i mean but they could only have one over 28 and everything else has to be under 19 19 inches oh yeah so yeah if you didn't catch an over that tournament you were screwed
1: up. oh yeah but, well but then you look at drake drake heard first day um i think he was in 15th or 14th place i think he had like 14 pounds with just unders or something like yeah. that you know it was in between yeah. 12 and 14 but he had the biggest bag with just unders and it's like Holy yeah, crap! He caught some you know, fat nineteen or oh, yeah. eighteen and eighteen point nine inch fish. Yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> yeah. he was catching the right one. So I mean, just I mean, but I don't it know. Also, it only takes
0: one fish. Oh yeah, you know, Max Wilson. I mean, he won it basically. I mean, he won it because he caught a lot of good unders, but he caught that one that wasn't it like thirty or something like that the last well, day. Yeah, he yeah, just a
1: giant the last day. So he yeah. Well, and then to top it off, there was only two guys that actually caught. They're three overs, you know, yep. three days in a row. Yep. And he was one of them, and, yeah, yeah, I just happened to land the big one. And... Yep,
0: and that's that's probably the number we See, and that's the thing where it's, you know, we're just saying that I can go and catch fish all day long. Well, can you consistently catch big fish? Oh, yeah. You know, that's what separates a tournament guy from an average guy. Yep. A lot of average guys get into tournaments and think that, um, you know, i can go out there and i can just find these big fish right and you know it doesn't work out that way you got to be able to um you know find big fish all the time and that's what separates your tournament fishermen from guys that just fish tournaments
1: right right and once again depending on the series and you know what the slot is and if it's a live weight tournament and stuff but especially with the aims it's it's a whole different ball game catching those big fish and making sure, you know, like I had to retool myself. The first year I went out and uh, I fished the first event in Minnesota, which was 2014, um, on Otter Tail. And my bite kind of fizzled or whatever, and we loaded the boat with tons of fish, you know, finished middle of the pack. But... They weren't the big ones that were there pre-fishing, you know, previous yep. a couple of days, wind direction change, you know, and that was kind of, that was the first tournament I fished by myself, you know, walleyes or whatever. And, uh, yeah, that was definitely a learning experience, but just, I don't know, after following the series and bopping into a couple of them, and I think the past year or two are the only two years that I've actually fished them all. And, uh, um, yeah, you definitely learn a lot and spending all those hours on the water and following everything and. I think the biggest thing that surprised me about fishing tournaments is
0: the number of guys that can go out there and they can put up the bags they do. Oh, yeah. Over and over and over. Consistently. I mean, there's guys, the same guys are up near that top all the time because they know how to go out, find a big fish, and catch them. Oh, yeah. And it just blew me away. I, I mean, the first couple of tournaments, i like, well, Jesus. You know, these same guys are catching all these giant fish. And I'm like, how in the world are they finding these things? And then catching them. Yep. You know, and I was a bass guy, mostly, going into <laughs> a walleye series. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? But, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I had a, I had a really fun three years fishing the entire circuit. I'm not going to fish the entire circuit anymore. I might fish a tournament here or a tournament there, depending on what lake it is and what my schedule is. But, yeah, it's it's a, it's a whole different breed of fishermen fishing tournaments. And you know it, and it's it's a full time job if you really want to be successful. Yep. You know, you look at all the guys that win our tournaments, and well, they're guides, you know, or they're they, you know, they've got teams where half the teams out fishing all the time. But yeah, it's it's tough. Oh yeah. So if you're looking at getting at tournaments, be ready to get your butt whooped. Yeah. Well. And <laughs> and and do a lot of learning. And I mean, I got into it to learn how to catch walleye. Right. Right. And, and if, now I'm pretty confident that I can go out, even though, you know, Chris Chris, and JR are going to say otherwise. <laughs> but, you know, that I can go out and I can catch walleyes. Can I catch the biggest ones in the lake? Maybe one or two. But, you know, fishing
1: tournaments is a very, it's a really good way to learn how to catch fish. Yep. Regardless of size. Yep. And it's a, it's a game of inches when you're out there, too, because I've noticed on lakes and, you know, following everything, it's... I mean, literally, sometimes, depending on the situation, but the bite windows of these fish on some of these spots, especially during the times that we fish, you know, later in the year, I mean, they'll have a 15, 20-minute feeding window, and if you you get frazzled, you know, which kind of happened to me every once in a while, and you start running and gunning and stuff, if you miss that feeding window, that bag you put up pre-fishing, well... Good luck. Good yeah. luck landing on one of six spots while they're feeding, you know, within that four hour period of time. It doesn't always work out that way. And another thing is too, you know, if, if people were out there looking to cut their teeth and blah blah blah. I know that I mean me and you have talked about this at length, you know, throughout the years, and I know Stephen Peach, he's he's talked about it. They label the Ames as a working man series. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be quite up front. <laughs> With the amount of money, the time, you know, the people you're competing against, everything else, the competition level is absolutely ridiculous. Everybody knows it. That is, I'm not dis- <laughs> not telling anybody not to fish that series, but that's not one you want to cut your teeth on to learn, you yeah, know? I would definitely find a, you know, doing
0: it all, would I, would I do it all again knowing what I know now?
1: Oof, I would have started out Ugh. with more local bangers exactly. and not not dumped dumped yep. it all in right away. I
0: probably would have started out with some sort of like Wednesday night league. Oh yeah, yep. You know, and and learned how to catch fish that way, and then jumped into the aim. Right, I'm glad I did it. And it's and it's I, not I, that, that know, I'm, I'm really glad I did it because I've met a ton of good people. Oh yeah, you know, I met you and your old man and everybody else. You know, whatever. Right, and I had a ball. Right, you know, me and my partner, we had an absolute ball. You oh know, yeah, I mean, if
1: we're not catching any fish, well, of course. It's it's you know, fun, not having fun, but you but know, it'll be all. it'll be heartbreaking though if you you go in there and you think you know you're gonna go win the Olympics. Yeah, you know, on, on your first on your first rodeo. Well, I mean, realistically, I mean, you've got the
0: NWT, the MWC, the MTT, and AIM. Those are the four big big tournament series, and a lot of the guys that fish the AIM. They fished the MTTs, Yep. They fished the MWCs and they fished the NWT. I mean, hell, oh, Brett yeah. King won an NWT event, which I want to get back to that just in a second. And then the next week, I think, yeah, we're was... fishing against them at Malax or Leech Lake. Yeah, it was so, Leech, I Yeah, we're you're you're definitely it's a great tournament series. Right. I love the catch and release. Um, catch, record, release. It's basically just an inches tournament. It doesn't yeah. matter if you catch a, you know, ten pound thirty incher or a two pound thirty incher. So it's a great tournament series as far as how it's run and the format. It's just if you're thinking of getting into it,
1: I hope you know how to catch big fish consistently yeah. yep. in eight hours. Well, and, you know, maybe not everybody wants to go out there and, you know, thinks that they're going to, you know, light it on fire and blah, blah, blah. And not to say the competition in your bar league, Wednesday night derbies and stuff aren't uh, as stiff because, I mean, you know as well as I do, the locals on the lakes are always the toughest competition no matter what otter tail oh otter tail otter, with top Missis- mississippi river oh, mississippi can river. you go down oh, to yeah. the river and oh, play well, the top if, 10 without you know yeah. nine you, of the locals be, you know and
0: if you look at it Ottertail was won literally by local guys that didn't fish any other tournament. oh yeah i mean bill and joe smith of living down the street um leech lake basically was yep. won by locals oh yeah i mean they, they fish that all the time they guide and all that stuff all the time Malax lake who won mille Lacs? i can't even remember who won mille Lacs. i think i'm so Hullo. pissed i just left hollow on it so hollow i don't you know i don't know him very very well i'll just is pretty much a local for mille Lacs no 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 he, okay. he travels all over okay and fishes everywhere. but i guarantee he knows mille Lacs pretty darn well you know um but yeah it's it's the locals they they yeah you're yep. fighting them too Yep, you know, which is fine. You know, I think what they what I think what they need to do is if you fish one tournament, you fish minimum three tournaments. Period.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that and could then definitely you,
0: and you know, and then everybody you'd have to fish the championship. Like you have to at least pay for everything. Yeah, I don't. Have, I wouldn't have a problem with that.
1: Right, and I know there were guys previous who had did that just. In order to fish the championship, you know, pay for all their entry fees. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You get
0: the locals, like the guys at Tail, they come in, they take their, what, eight or 10 grand or whatever first place was. Yep. And they're gone. Boom. And they spent 300 bucks to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh Plus gas and whatever. But they had a good payday. Yep. For one day of fishing. Yep. Where the rest of us are spending, you know, well, I don't know. Yeah. Not, I don't want to say how much I spent this year because once again, once my accountant again. <laughs> might get mad and she might start throwing pa- pots and pans. at yeah, me. Yeah, hopefully she's not listening. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a it, and, you know, and and that's the thing with you know going from your you know Wednesday night league where you're throwing in I don't know what twenty five bucks right you got to a, aim series three hundred for the entry fee
1: you got less invested Gas, travel time
0: right bait you know I mean it's a it's an expensive. To fish any tournament series, right? I mean, we, you we know, we're sitting here complaining, you know, on three hundred bucks, and you know, da da da. NWT's what, fifteen hundred for a boater? fifteen hundred,
1: yeah, fifteen hundred just to sign the
0: paper. Yeah, yeah. fifteen hundred bucks to get to take your boat down there and fish. And it's like five hundred, isn't it, for a co? Or is it three fifty? I for think it's four or three fifty. Yeah. But when you look at that
1: too, though, like they give out a lot more money. Yeah, you're you're playing for but. A ton a, of money, fifteen
0: hundred bucks, and that's a lot of money. So right. you know it's not that bad, but yeah, if you're looking to get into
1: tournament fishing, start local, start small, grassroots, work your way yeah. up, and then once again, you know it's it's not necessarily about the or, competition. Or, even, because or even just
0: pick one tournament.
1: You know, if like yeah. if you know if you if you're a guy that knows Malax
0: and you really know Malax and you really think you can catch big fish out there, do one. Get your foot in the water, or even an MWC or an MTT or whatever. But you know, start one and then work your way into it. Yep. Unless you got a bunch of money to throw around, and in that case, um, I'm always looking for advertisers on the SmackDown Outdoors podcast (laughs) or potential
1: sponsors. One of the other sponsors. You know,
0: (laughs) I got plenty of room on my new boat coming. I can have some stickers. All you know, your sticker on it. Oh yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I'm I'm glad that you know I did it. I am. I'll fish, you know, I'll fish some aims in the future. I'm just not going to fish the whole circuit. It just took way too much time away from other things. I missed like a half a dozen different events this year for charity and different little tournaments I've wanted to fish in. And it was just a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of, you know, I have to do this. It's not, I'm just picking and choosing. So I don't, you know, it's not like, I don't feel like fishing that one. So I'm not going to No. I mean, I signed up for basically five tournaments, right?
1: Five weekends a year.
0: You know, and that's
1: a lot of time, a lot of money, but... Well, and you put a lot of things on the back burner, too. Like, for me, like, I'm a huge, like, fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants type person, like, for the most part, like, with everything I do. But then I looked at my calendar last January, and April to the middle of September, every single weekend was booked. And it's like, what in the world? But you know and then you know you got your family friends but can, yep. you're going to come and do this you're going to come and do that it's like no i'm going here i'm going oh it must be nice well you don't see the stuff behind the scenes the work and billion hours here and there trying to do stuff around the house keep my boss happy yep. you know yep. luckily i don't have a wife or anything to have to but worry he, about, but, but hot pants is available, <laughs> yeah. Single and available, SmackDown Outdoor is better than a Tinder account, so <laughs> advertising right now. <laughs> SmackDown was part. Do
0: you, can you swipe left on a podcast yeah. or swipe right? Hold Pick, on, let me see. Picks uh, available
1: in the bio. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh.
0: Ladies, send all DMs to Smackdown Outdoors Podcast <laughs> at HotPants.com.
1: Yeah, discount code twenty percent off Hot yeah. Pants. <laughs> all right. So s- since
0: we're on the on let's, let's, the Hot Pants thing, so we asked for people to you know ask a question or whatever, and we had a certain question from a lovely lady who works for the Aim Weekend Wildlife Series, taking pictures and helping out and whatnot, and uh, she wanted to know. What it feels like to be called "hot pants" by the old ladies on the dock as you're driving by in the morning. How does that feel to be called "hot pants"? Um, the first. Is this first... gonna be safe for for for? Yeah, P- yeah. Because we're trying to keep it PG thirteen. It's definitely PG thirteen. Okay, so how's it feel? Feels good. Okay.
1: Yeah. At first first it caught me off guard, you know, steering the the boat, you know, you got a little wind and current and someone calls you hot pants, you know, you look back. Then you're driving a
0: tiller, so when you turn, you turn the handle,
1: which turns the boat. Don't crash into the dock. I might have blushed a little bit the first time, but after that, you know, I kind of like it. I expect it now every time from, you know. I'm going to change the uh, name of this
0: podcast from Kyle Manafell to Hot Pants. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, what's up with this nickname? Somebody else said something about a nickname. Is that PG 13? Uh, that no.
2: one might not be.
0: <laughs> All right, we won't. We won't. We won't. We'll stay with Hot Pants. <laughs> so, did your old man get you into fishing? Did um, you want to talk about tournament fishing anymore? Yeah, I don't know. We, we can. We can, can just keep keep rolling, yeah. whatever. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway is. If you're getting in, if you want to get into tournament fishing, start small, start local. If you want to fish a bigger circuit, try one, see how it goes. Yep. Do Try to do it on a body of water that you, A, either have time to go w- literally fish a week to get used to it, to figure out the fish, or a body of water you fish all the
1: time. Yeah, anyway. some, some you're comfortable with. And then yeah. another thing is, too, like, be comfortable with your partner, you know. I mean, make... Make sure you know, maybe it's a buddy that you've fished with before. And a, like yeah. one thing that I kind of lost lost a little bit of sight of um, is having fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I always have fun when I'm in the boat. I always love learning. I'm so meticulous with everything that I do and try to pay attention to. But sometimes, you know what, you just need to go out there and literally just not just, worry about just paying attention. Fishing. Just literally go fishing. Yep. Because when you get so in a, like like a tournament mindset everything has to be ready you know it starts from the day i unpack on sunday and go to bed and start repacking on monday and every i mean my whole week is has been revolving around tournament fishing you know all summer long and you know or whatever the next trip is going to be studying maps doing everything lists you know and you kind of lose sight of just having fun you know that's like when we when we broke away for the for the day before a wedding, you know, we just went up there and just had fun. There was no pre-fishing, there was nothing. You know, half the rods were rigged. It was just screw it, we're going fishing, yep. and this is what we're gonna do. You can't you can't <coughs> lose sight of that and let that because that messes with your mind and you don't fish to your you know best potential when when you lose all of that. So. This well, past past month, that's what I've been focusing on—is just having fun and remembering what it's all about. Yep. And it's funny—I was listening to uh, and Mike Iaconelli's podcast, you know, Live with Ike or whatever. Yeah. I
0: can't remember who he had on, but they basically were talking about that same exact thing. You know, he said, you know, I—you start out great pre-fishing. You know, you get out there three or four, or five days before, and you start out great pre-fishing, and then as you go and you start catching fish and you start figuring things out, and come tournament day you're not free you're not thinking free you're stressed you're so you're thinking about things too much instead of just fishing free because what happened was is i think he it was he won this guy won a tournament basically he signed up like the day before and he barely got any pre-fishing he just kind of went out and just figured it out on the fly right so he was fishing free so yeah it's if you can just stay loose have fun just basically just go fishing yep you're going to do almost as well as if you took it so serious and yep. so meticulous. And and not, not that you can't, you know, be scientific about it because, right. you know, you have to be, you know, if you find a spot, why did they bite, you know, this, that, and the other, but just don't stress out about it.
1: Yeah. You know? try, yeah. Not, try to keep that weight off your shoulders right. and just go have fun. Yeah. Don't lose sight of what originally brought you to the dance. You know, you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You go up pre-fishing and it's like, oh, I caught
0: 40 pounds and we weren't even trying. Right. Okay. Yep. Well, you can think about why, how you caught them, why you caught them,
1: maybe blah, 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 blah. Yep. But just go back out and just go catch another 40 pounds. Oh, yeah. And then when conditions change and stuff, don't sit there and beat yourself up or Like one of the biggest things is, oh, the fish aren't going here. They're they're not going on A, B, C, D. You have, you have a, lawn, a line drawn in the sand, and you're trying to fish all those spots and fish from a certain way and do these certain things because that's what worked previous. Well, when the conditions change just go fishing that's i mean you you always gotta you know remember all the little details but sometimes it's just shooting from the hip that gets you gets you a check <laughs> oh yeah well gets you a check so you start catching fish even if they're small
0: if you're not right yeah you know? Always. I mean, we i'd call it ice fishing yep. i'd turn to my partner and go hey i'm going ice fishing and basically what that meant was because ice fishermen will literally try anything to put fish topside oh yeah Hot dogs on tip-ups, right? (laughs) I mean, it works.
1: It works. I suppose. Maybe we'll try that next year. If we're not
0: catching (laughs) anything, I will throw down something that literally doesn't make sense for whatever I'm fishing for. And there are a lot of times I'd start catching fish. They might not be, you know, tournament-winning fish or whatever. Right. But you start catching fish because you just throw everything to the wind and go, all right, I'm going to try this. You know. Yep. and all of a sudden you start catching fish you might only catch a couple but hey you actually caught a fish and you, you put a better mood in the boat right so yep yeah it was uh, yeah tournament fishing is fun don't get us wrong but it's if you're gonna get it if you're looking to get into tournament fishing be one of two guys one that wants to fish some tournaments to have some fun enter in some tournaments here and there or get ready to have your life basically changed
1: yeah basically
0: yeah. i mean that's kind of what it is right because you're not going to be able to you know for me i mean i'm sitting here and go, i'm kind of like itching right now because the last turn i fished was uh what mid-august yep. and i'm like i can't wait for ice fishing to start so i can go okay check the list see where all these ice fishing tournaments are at because i'm definitely going to fish them because i'm like it's been a while since i've had to compete <laughs> you know and in i'm a competitive
1: person anyway so getting me in a fishing tournament's like okay yep you know and I mean, every tournament that I missed or every time I was pre-fishing and there was an MTT going on on this lake or, you know, the classic bass I'm a lax. I'm sitting there working and I'm like, you know, or the classic bass, you know, the first yeah, ball, well, I think. I every think. every time there's a tournament and I'm not in it, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I need to be in that one. I kick myself in the butt. Yeah. So, it, <laughs> so I mean, if you think I'm going to slow down due to our conversation, no, I'm diving in head first and twice as hard next year. Hey, so Yeah, it's, well, you're already, I mean,
0: like you said, you're already... <laughs> fishing all tournaments yeah, and whatnot I'm, from april to whatever anyway <laughs> i'm already so, wrecked yeah <laughs> it's just figuring out which tournaments you want to fish and how much money you want to spend and you yep. know you know thoughts on the classic bass walleye um i like the format the catch and release you know as they go everything counts yep i'm not a huge the one thing i'm not a real big fan of is the no live bait
1: yeah i well i don't know how that's going to work I've heard a billion different theories on this, and don't get me wrong. Like I'll, I love fishing with artificials, but I mean, I, a six six and a half to seven and a half inch chub you can't imitate Rig, a creek there's, chub yeah, or, or a red tail yeah I, I love that but I, I get like people say it's holding the sport of walleye fishing back you know from the pwt days RCL, FL everyone's like well they don't get the back and like the bass because you can't i've heard it a billion times you can't put a night crawler and a leech and a creek chub on your jersey yeah well <laughs>
2: but,
1: at but the, what catches <laughs> fish yeah at the end of the day it's it's a little bit different of a game, you know. So Yeah. I don't think you should limit someone, um, but I mean, either way, it's it is what it is. I I don't know about the unlimited fish thing because it kind of changes the aspect once again, you know. I like, think
0: it gives a, anybody a better chance of cashing a check because if you can get on a pot of fish and you can bang out, I mean, it look well. Look at Malax. If you could have sat on a pot of fish and banged out fifty fish. Yeah, you were up there. Well, I can't remember what what one it was. was it I think 40, it was
1: 60, 60 69 pounds. Dylan Newsbaum or yeah. whatever, so sixty nine and some change. And Drake Curd, yeah, had sixty seven came back in the last 15 minutes and i do like the score tracker i'm yeah. sitting i'm pre-fishing for a tournament on cormorant i got bluetooth hooked up on the boat facebook you know live or whatever i'm listening to this stuff and paying attention yeah and yeah i was like watching a football or you know paying attention to a football game you know he rallies back after lunch or whatever oh, I like watched
0: 30 that. pounds you know and... I, I watched the jack links uh major league fishing and that's what i love about it I yeah mean, you're you're sitting there going okay at any moment somebody down it could catch a six pounder yep. and go from six to first right fishing I, it yeah. would be a little different though well I mean, that, that might not be when i talked to him about fishing it um i asked him i go so how much does it mess with your head to have the guy in your boat the ref in your boat constantly going such and such caught a fish such and such caught a fish <laughs> such you're this many pounds down you're this place right he said yeah it was he got used to it after a while but at first, it's he goes, it was really like not frustrating, but it was kind of like a shock just because yeah. you're sitting there and all of a sudden it's like these guys are up 10 fish and you're still looking for your first, and you're like, wow, I'm in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I like the format of, of that. I don't agree. I, you know, imagine fishing Leech Lake with no red tails in June.
1: Well, I would be okay with all of the above, the The one thing. I've after fishing the aims, you know, versus the locals and stuff. Um I became such a fan of the best five fish. That's what oh, kind of yeah. kills me. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, sure. They could go out and do that in that format and catch those fish, but I don't know. I think I think the five biggest fish or six or you could even 10 biggest fish, whatever whatever the case may be. I don't know. I like Personally, I like going for those big fish, and that and that's but just, you, that's but just a you, difference in approach. Yeah, but then if you fish the NWT, it's not your five biggest fish. Well, depending, on, yeah, depending, depending on, on, on where, they where go. you fish, right? So
0: it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. Lake of the Woods, you get you got a slot limit. Yep, you know, aim no slot limit. Me, classic pers- bass, just catch as many as you can, all right? And, and see where they all weigh up. I like it. I, I think it's it's good, and, and I want to see more tournament series for oh, yeah, Walleye. Oh, for sure. You know, have an actual... I mean, the problem is, is that you get money involved. So let's say you get another working man's tournament, you know. Yep. Well, you're going to get, you know, depending on the payout, you're all of a sudden going to get, you know, the locals, the guides that know the
1: lakes, come in, work a day, take all the money. Yep. You know, but... I like, which I'm okay you, with that because I like the competition. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't, I don't care if the locals win them. I don't care. I would just rather see them fish more tournaments. Oh yeah, you know, have everybody, you know, have your hundred boats that sign up beginning of the year. Yep. That say, hey, we're gonna fish, you know, these three in the championship. Yep. Or three out of the four in the championship, whatever it is. Right. Um. But you know, they're they're obviously doing it. You know, what's working for Aim is working for Aim. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna fish one here, one there. You know, down the road and because yep. um, I like the format. You know, we're not out necessarily killing fish all the time. Lake of the Woods might have been a little rougher on fish than some other bodies <laughs> of water I knew we fished, but... Yeah, Mille Lacs uh, was a pretty good bite, too. <laughs> I wouldn't know much about Mille Lacs in a pretty good bite. <laughs> or Leech Lake this year in a pretty good bite until, the, like,
1: basically the last two hours of each tournament. Yeah, my... Uh, it was rough. This was, this was yeah, one of the roughest Leech Lakes that I've had. But, I mean, we still... We still plucked one or two away here and there pre-vision yeah. so i figured i could replicate that tournament time but nah, you no know, it, di- it didn't it didn't pan out there and I, I these guys are
0: probably gonna get mad at me but they already said it on on, a, on the broken line podcast i can't remember who was on there but they're apparently on leech lake i'm, I'm probably gonna get hate mail apparently on leech lake there there's a pile they're guessing somebody had their ice house there their ice castle there. Yep. There's a literal pile of beer cans. Oh yeah. On the bottom of the lake. Yep. You know about it? No, but I heard heard yeah. that on their podcast. And there's like too always two giants sitting there. Yep. I might just go break out the hummingbird side imaging and go crazy next year and see if I can find it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have to Or try to pay one of these guys for uh you know the guide service up there to show me where it is. Yeah, but, that yeah. that lake is and that's the kind of stuff Nuts. we're dealing yeah. with when we're talking about locals. I mean, these guys know <laughs> where a pile of beer cans is that there's two giant fish sitting on there all the time. <laughs> and I guarantee you, come tournament day, those two fish were caught. Oh, yeah. And probably by multiple guys.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
0: you know, everybody that knows about that spot went and just basically took turns catching them. Yep. But yeah, that's so. Yeah, that's that's what we're up against. is guys that know beer can piles on lakes <laughs> that hold giant fish. <laughs> what? Like, I was listening to that and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> ah,
1: that's yes. Yeah, that explains a lot of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely, uh, it's tough, you know. And uh, that's one thing. I mean, not to say that there's anything wrong with the Working Man series or anything, but what but what I was getting at when I had brought that up is It was the built comp- as a Working Man That's yeah. that's like what you, it was originally intended you, you for. You
0: come up Friday, maybe pre fish Friday, take Friday
1: off, whatever yep. pre fish Friday, pre fish Saturday, and then fish Sunday and go home. But the competition level is is rivals yeah. any other Walleye series. Yeah on, you know, especially when you you break it down state to state, you get the best anglers in each state fishing those events. Yep. You know, it's not like you know, for instance, like when the PWT, the RCL or FLW, when all those were running together those were like, you know, they were a little bit more affor- affordable, way bigger payday you know, so there was no like in between, you know, there was some big local bangers, like there's a ton of them now, you know, you got the Graha, you know, Leech Lake Wallet Tournament, all that stuff but there was a lot more touring pros because it was a little bit more affordable and they were playing for way more money. You know, Mm -hmm. there, there was no in between, you know, so they would just go wild on that. Now we don't, we don't have that. It's, you know, for team tournaments, it's the AIM Mm -hmm. or the MWC. Well, the AIM's a little cheaper and you can play by a state, you know, if I want to stay in Minnesota, that's where I'm going to stay or North Dakota or Wisconsin, you know, and uh, you know, the payout's just as good or whatever. And they normally fill up. So, and then there's only one way up, and that's the NWT. So, yeah. I mean, you're you're fishing against the best of the best. And oh, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, we're
0: fishing against Brett King, who won an NWT the week before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think he did very well. I can't remember. I Maybe he did. I, ah, he normally he he knows me. good. That's I think, all I know. I don't. Know I, I think he was and, top 15 or hey, something. Malax and Leach, I don't even want to talk about those two anymore. <laughs> Leach Lake, dear Leach Lake, one of these days, I'm going to show up, and I'm going to Pound the piss out of your fish and i'm finally gonna go yeah i finally had a good day in leech that's like the only lake we've gone on that i have not done well and caught at least a you know card full of fish well bite was good up there two weekends ago no oh, well, uh, three two week- weekends ago. two or three yeah. weekends
1: ago yeah
0: i mean even mille Lacs, i've had good days while well i'm not tournament fishing yeah leech lake i can't even go up there during pre-fishing or just we'll just go up there <laughs> i can't catch any fish on that lake i don't know i think the most i've caught is three on that lake I've caught three. I've caught big fish. Yeah, twenty six. Well, although, although see that and that's the thing. I caught big fish, twenty six inches. Oh, that's a big fish for an amateur. <laughs> <laughs> Aim guys out there. Eh, twenty seven was my smallest today. Oh uh, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I still have yet to have a Fuss day. <clears throat> Holy crap! His he his, was done by eleven thirty. His bag, or even like like God uh, damn, that kid caught some fish that day. Yeah, that that's nuts. Or even like Bonzac and the MTT. You you go out there and like sometimes the stars align and don't get me wrong both of those guys are awesome fishermen you know Mm -hmm. but to have those bags that's what i'm I'm waiting for the day that's why i keep doing it you know We'll, we'll put in his work
0: him and his partner or whoever else helped him out you know the teams or whatever they put in their work they found their fish and they caught them right away and they went and i don't know probably had lunch and slept for an hour or whatever the hell they were doing i don't know but i mean to come in and you've got three and a half hours left and you're just sitting there at 45 pounds? Yeah, 45. 40, 45 pounds, and they're yeah, like, like eh, we're probably first. If not, we'll take second. I mean, Jesus. Nope. It's yeah, crazy. I'd be content with that, too. It's pretty hard, <laughs> well, to, I've, I've pretty told, hard to upgrade I, that. I, I told my partner, the day we reach 40 pounds, if we get 40 pounds, we're done. We're going in. <laughs> I don't care what tournament it is. I don't care where we're fishing. We reach 40 pounds. We are going in for the day because, yeah. We never reached forty pounds, so we always fish till three. <laughs> <laughs> I'd,
1: I'd be out there clawing to death for fifty if that's the case, <laughs> <laughs> trying to set the, set the AM world record. <laughs> uh, fifty was it?
0: Fifty five in one day? It was. There was. They had a fifty pound day, if not two.
1: I don't know. In Minnesota, I know. It wasn't in that. Minnesota. In Minnesota. I think it biggest... was the
0: Wisconsin, like Green Bay or something. Yeah, or that's... Winnebago or wherever the heck it was. Yeah. They had one or two days where they had one day 50 pounds. And Ames, I mean, that's the thing about Ames is that it's inches turned into weight, so that 50 pounds could have been 30 pounds real because right. they're skinnies. Right. Or it could have been 60 pounds
1: because they were all... Chubbs, yep, and then the different different series that do that, too. You know, a lot of them have kind of adopted that. You know, they they use different, obviously, weight conversions, too. So, yeah, like, a 42, a 42 on the MTT is yep. like a 49 in the Ames yep. or yep. whatever, you know.
0: Well, that's one but, thing that actually the whole catch and release thing on on Mille Lacs has done that's, I think, good is the catching and releasing in the different tournament series. Oh, yeah. The classic bass, the MTT. So, now it's... There's not really an excuse to do weigh-ins anymore. Yep. You know, to go and come
1: back and hold these big fish up and go, oh, look at these. Well, right. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, a lot of people just like the spectator side of it and you know like the NWT. i get why they do it they draw a crowd yeah you know and but and then some of these local tournaments too like you got the radio show tournament on otter tail they come into zorba's you know everyone's got their big bags of fish there's tons of people spread out like i get the spectator <laughs> side of it you know especially bringing people into a business they're spending money you know but uh but like as fishermen i and, I, and, I don't like that and as outdoorsmen who are supposed to be the
0: ultimate con- conservationists yep. and saving wildlife. There's a lot of fish that die because we bring them up to scales. Right. Well, either that or, you Which know, they don't always, they don't go to waste. I mean, they'll get cut up in food shells yep. or something,
1: some you can take home. Yeah. And I think, you know, after July, <laughs> most tournaments to DNR, will, or it's a date in June, I believe uh, the DNR will mandate it, you know, a kill tournament or whatever. So all the fish get killed, Yeah. you know, and I don't, I, and don't it, like I mean, that. depending on
0: the lake, I don't have a problem with it because sometimes, like, if they were to say you're going to have a kill tournament on Mille Lacs tomorrow, anything over 26 goes, I would not have a problem because there's way too many big fish in that lake.
1: Yeah, there's there's definitely yeah. a lot but of, that's a a lot that's of a theories on that you know? lake and, yeah. and this well, and that. But but they do need to think <clears throat> some of those bigger fish, regardless yeah. of where you stand on anything else, just because. Um, big fish eat more food, and if they're trying to grow the population of walleyes in that lake.
0: You would want to make sure that the small walleyes that need to grow get enough food. And when you've got, you know, 100 big fish and 1,000 little fish, those 100 big fish are going to eat more than 1,000 little fish. Perfect. So Perfectly some of answered. those 100 big fish got to <laughs> go. Yep. yep. So, the you know, and it pissed me off when they, I think it was 28-inch during the winter was their limit or their, their slot. Yep. I think it was 28. Yep. Um, how about make it 26? Because... 26 is, it's, in my opinion and people I've talked to, 26, 25, whatever, that's kind of that that size where the reproduction isn't as good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to get into the whole Malax thing, right. but since we're on the subject, yeah, let no. me take a 26 inch walleye, and I'm only kind of sort of salty because I, <laughs> I mean I'm not because I caught it the week after closure, but I caught a 27 and a half, which was my personal best, and even if it was open, and this thing was a slob. I mean, it's it's a slob. It was like 10, 10 or 12 pounds. We didn't, but I mean, it was huge. Yeah. You know, 27 and a half. I should have been able to keep that fish. Yep. You know, and especially because that thing probably, I am will almost guarantee you that fish died. Wow. Because when I brought it up, hook was in the gullet. We did as quick as we could to get it out. Couldn't get it out. Ended up cutting it off. Took a picture and released it. I'll almost guarantee you that fish died. Yeah. And it hurts to know that there's a 27 and a half inch floater Underneath the ice,
1: and there's nothing I can do. Yeah, yeah, and I know another thing too with Mille Lacs, you know, in a lot of these lakes, with the catch and release out there, a lot of these guys are going up there and pounding the hell out of them during August. Don't get me wrong, like well oh, late July, I, August when it's hot as hell. Yeah, it's hot. You're floating. bringing them. You're bringing them up quick from thirty-something feet or whatever, you and. Up. It's it's not good for the fish. There's a lot of dead fish out there and people are, you know, throwing that all over all over the internet, Facebook and stuff. But yep. um Well my buddy John put a put a video up. He had fifteen or sixteen all in a line. Yep. Yeah. You sh- you should definitely be able to keep some during that time specifically. Just do if if you're gonna fish it, I won't <clears> even <throat> I won't even fish it during that time just yeah. due to that. But
0: if yeah. they if they told me if you go fish Malax during July and August when it's hot whatever date they want to put on it you get two fish okay if they're floaters now it's tough because how do they prove that hey. you just didn't take them and put them in there yep. but it's one of those things where you know i should be able if they said you know you get two fish in your boat and that's it and you are literally done off the lake like that's it done you can't even fish anymore yep. i'd be fine
1: with that well And in in those circumstances too no live bait because a lot of these guys like there's an art to rigging you know don't get me wrong one fish might be a little finicky the next one might crush it but if i look down their throat and see that hook you know just the tip of it Mm -hmm. if i can just 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 see the eyelet cut cut it Yep. it's not worth a hook losing a fish that thing will you know cut it go away take your, if it's a big one take a picture as quick as you can get it in you the know, water yeah. don't don't worry if you know about, it's a big
0: one tell your buddy to get the camera ready yep get don't in the boat don't worry about
1: losing a jig don't worry about no. losing a hook i mean i i have a couple hundred snells that i'll go through easily during the summer because i'll just i'll sniff them it ain't worth it you know yeah you get the beads back whatever who cares about your hook you can buy a cents pack of hooks worth of hook in line who you
0: cares? know yeah there's a lot of i mean you know there's a lot of you know, well, I can't remember which tournament we are fishing, but there was a, a normal guy. I don't know if it was, it was, was it Mille Lacs? It might have been Mille Lacs. Yeah, because it was Mille Lacs catching release. And we're fishing tournament, and there's a normal guy, just your citizen, out fishing. And I see him catch, I don't know, we'll say 16-incher. He takes it, throws it up, flips it up, five feet in the air, and boom, back down. And I sat there, and I watched, and next thing you know,
1: belly side up. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, and then take... God, you know, people (laughs) just being on the water, it's, it's hard to explain, you know, especially over this, you know, you can look at a billion videos and stuff, but unless you're in the boat with someone like YouTube doesn't always do it justice. You you really got to have a feel on things. Like for instance, the hook, you know, if I see it. I, I know when I can get it out. You know, you can slide the pliers in through the gills and literally just flip it and it, it'll it'll pop right out and blah blah blah. It doesn't doesn't mean nothing due to sound right now, but it but if you were in the bullet and you can see it, you know, that's there's proper ways to do things and there's tiny little steps or or things that are occurring, you know. You should never have to yank something out. It no. sh- it should be easy. Yeah. And then if you have to pull it out, just cut it off. Yeah. It's uh yeah, yeah. And if it's a crankbait,
0: cut off the hooks. Cut the trebles. Save your bait. I mean you don't want to get the you want to get the, the body of the crankbait right. out of the fish. Yep. You know, keep a keep a good set of uh, generally you know, those are cutters. relatively relatively easy. Yeah, they t- but... typically don't engulf the whole thing, but if you're, you know, running like a number five, that's a pretty small one and you get you know get some aggressive fish. Oh yeah. You know, but keep some nice side cutters, cut the trebles off and then, you know, get your bait out and put the fish back.
1: Yep. But yeah, it's you know, in those circumstances though, that's what you it's know tough. the rare ones that's where you should be able to keep keep a fish, yeah. you know. And I don't like keeping my perfect if I'm taking people out it's, you know, 14 and a half to 18 and a half inches. Yeah, I don't want to keep
0: anything over 20, I'm it's just
1: going on my wall. Yeah. And
0: right now I got to catch a 30 10 pounder to go on the wall.
1: Right. That's my just my personal but you know, but in thing. order for that lake to have a little bit more of a balanced fishery well, that's yeah. that's where a lot of people yeah. are saying take take some of the bigger ones out you know yeah. due to you know cannibalism and all the other things you know so
0: you know and, and mille Lacs is one of the greatest fisheries right now for trophy everything oh yeah trophy walleye trophy small and largemouth nobody knows about the largemouth because yep. everybody goes smallmouth fishing musky pike panfish yep everything in there's giant you can catch giant everything yep as we're actually looking right now at the new uh state record uh for catch and release northern pike it was just caught maddie aug she set the record for catch and release it's a new thing that the dnr has um 43 and a half inches caught and cut catch and release on mille Lacs. you know how I many those things are running out there oh, yeah. and there's the muskies and everything and you know and that's the the thing is is that there's so many big fish there and people compare it to Lake of the Woods. Because you can catch giant everything there. You can go yep. to Lake of the Woods and catch giant everything here. Problem is... Bait. Forage. Exactly. You've got Mille Lacs' how many... What is it? How many square acres? 80? Uh, 60? A ton. L- it's a right. hu- huge lake. We'll say 100,000 acres. Yeah. Okay. We'll, I don't think it's that big, but we'll say 100,000 acres for Mille Lacs. The difference between Mille Lacs and Lake of the Woods in sustainability. Lake of the Woods is a million acres. Plus. Yep,
1: that's, that's a big one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's a big lake. That's, I mean, so Lake of the Woods can handle it. Yep. Plus it's got the river running through and everything else. Mille Lacs can't handle that many big fish of all those species. Right. It just can't. It doesn't have the bait. And that's what, talking to locals and guys and guy people up there that actually know what happened, it wasn't that all the walleyes died or we caught them all or they all got netted. Right. They ran out of food. Well, and it's, that's why, however, however many years ago it was, it just it, it you they should have thought about this and noticed it and recognized it. Right when people were catching twenty eight inch walleyes that weighed five pounds, yeah, they were pencils. Why are they that thin?
1: They don't have any frickin' food. I think. So what's well, the next step? Then they die. Me and me and Papenfuss were actually shooting, uh, shooting some picks back and forth or whatever on uh, Messenger and stuff. You know, talking about the difference between leech and Malax and mm-hmm. you know, I spent four weeks on Malax and three on leech this year. And generally speaking, and I'm going to make a bold statement after this, but generally speaking, I thought leech, the fish were just tanks compared, yeah. you yeah. know, and he, and he guides on leech or whatever, works up there, does all his stuff, you know, and he sent me pictures, you know, there was some skinny fish and there was some, some thick fish on Malax. Lacs. Um, I wasn't know,
0: very impressed by the size of the fish on Mille as well, far as weight.
1: Yeah, and there was there was a couple of big ones, couple couple of fat ones, but uh, generally speaking, the fish on Leech I felt were a lot heavier. Mm-hmm. You know, all the way yep. all the way down. You know, to the to the fifteen inches, they were just yep. little little tanks. And uh, um, the bold statement is: two years aside from Erie, I think Leech Lake, especially for big fish, is going to be hands down the best walleye factory in the midwest just due to the diversity of the factory you
0: heard it here first people
1: (laughs) yeah within the next two years bold statement that's not very much really a bold statement. well
0: you you watch those true you watch i I I wouldn't doubt it yeah yeah, you watch
1: the slot fish grow up you know over the past couple of years you know you're catching a lot of the 23 to 25 you know everything's kind of growing up a little bit and this year more than any we've caught you know i've caught multiple fish over 27 28 inches on that lake Oh, and man. years previous, you know, you'd be lucky, like, look at the Leech Lake Walleye Tournament throughout the past, you know, whatever, 10 years, 9 years it's been running or whatever. It's It's been a struggle for people to catch that over 26, and it's generally getting easier because fish get bigger, yep. and the whole, from the bottom to the top, the fishery seems to be pretty healthy, so, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, with Mille Lacs, I think it's, it's a combination of everything, you know, whether it's the bait, you know, the mismanagement everything every little bit everyone wants to poke blame politics all all kinds of stuff but everyone played a part in that and you look at you know how many shiners they used to commercially net out of there and all that stuff do you think they can do that now Mm. what about the tulipes yeah how many tulipes are there there's versus versus when it was the mid-90s you know yep and and i was a I was a baby then but yep you can talk to people and look up stuff you know and the the forage has changed you know Crayfish. Apparently, they've been booming. You know, whatever. Yep. Everything changed a little bit, and I don't think uh everything else followed in order to keep the fishery healthy. So. No. Well, they like I said, they should have been paying attention to it when people were catching
0: you know twenty eight inches that are five pounds. Right. I mean, it, there's and not just like oh the occasional one or two. Well, yeah, but no, it was all. I mean, everything up there was skinny. Yep. Well, why? Well, we don't have food.
1: Well, okay, well, what are we going to do? There was, there was a couple of big ones, but... Well, there's always a couple big yeah. ones, because
0: they're the ones that are eating all the food. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know. Hence, biting my mind. Yeah. Good
0: news on Mille Lacs, <laughs> as we're looking here. Angler survey shows... And this is from September 14th. We're a little late, especially by the time this comes out. But angler survey shows Mille Lacs overage can be paid back on Lake Mille Lacs. So, that means... Because apparently we... Uh, uh, Taking walleyes at levels far enough under the state safe harvest allocation to pay back a harvest overage accumulated in 16 and 17. So basically, what that's telling us is the DNR still isn't going to let us keep a fish during the summertime.
1: And no, <laughs> no, no, no matter your stance, no matter I mean, your stance, yeah. this this yeah. poundage payback doing good. This allotted quota. Yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. You well, can't...
0: You The latest survey estimates include walleye harvested by state anglers in the winter and in the summer, those that died after being caught and released. This is a condition known as hooking mortality. During this time, <laughs> anglers took, even though you can only keep them during the winter, they estimated we took out of the lake between the wintertime and hook mortality. Yep. 42,400 pounds. Yep. The, uh, no. Uh-uh. No. I have I want to know how they get these numbers cuz I have been to Malax multiple times in my life. Many many times in my life. And not once, especially since this whole thing Malax collapsed. Yep. Not once have I ever been asked by a DNR guy how many walleye did you catch today? No. No.
1: I talk asked, about the smallie fishing. I've been asked
0: <laughs> once. I've been asked once after walleye season closed during the winter if we caught any pike cuz no. we're tip-up pike fishing. But I've never once been asked how many walleye I caught, and everybody I've
1: I've ever been asked uh, since this no. whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've been asked about smallmouth, but yeah. that's that's about. It. I
0: have not found one person that's been asked how many walleye did you catch. So where are they getting their numbers?
1: Yeah,
0: they're just guesstimating that we're out there catching
1: fish. How do you do that? You I, can't. Yeah, no clue. It's yeah. it's a goofy system. It's yeah. it's uh, smoke and mirrors, as they say. You know. It's just... Well,
0: I mean, the biggest problem is. It's politics, it's St. Paul, and we're not gonna get too deep into the politics of it. But that's the number one problem with Mille Lacs it's politics, right? I mean, it's, well, no matter which side of this you sit on, I don't care if you know who you are, or what you do, or how yeah. you get the fish out of the lake, we'll yep. just say it's politics and that's the problem
1: yeah well no one no one can sit down and have a civil conversation with each other you know that goes right. to problems with ev- with everything in the world nowadays mm. everyone has their stance and they are not wrong and oh, they yeah. and they will go to the nth degree just just to stand on one side or the other, and mm-hmm. you you can't have that, you know. And then uh, you know a lot of people like to bash the DNR too. I'm sure a lot of those local DNR agents who actually know what's going on, yeah. they might not be able it's, to voice.
0: It's not the COs. Yeah, it's they, not the they guys. Might, they not might the op- not be able to voice yeah. their
1: opinion to every Tom, no. Dick, and Harry at the boat landing, but. Yeah. They're not in control either. This is yeah. this it's comes down from not old green from... pants.
0: That's writing you a ticket because yeah. you got six walleyes instead of five or whatever. Right? You know, it's the it's St. Paul. It's people that it's people that haven't seen a body of water or seen the woods in
1: a decade, if ever, are making decisions. Yep. Well, and then they try to play peacemaker between a bunch of different people. Yeah, and that that doesn't always work. Was you know, you need to be... a pun. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it could be. Yeah, Take it how you want no, it. Not, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I
0: get it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. actually. I might have. Uh, I'm. I've been talking with uh, Steve Johnson from Portside. Yeah, and he wants to do a podcast. We'll yeah, a podcast. That's going to be an interesting one. Oh yeah. He, the thing uh, about him though is he states facts. Yeah, He'll give his opinion, but he'll state facts. Uh, if you want someone who, yeah, so, uh... <laughs> you know, follow Johnson's Portside on Facebook if you want to. Know all you can about yeah. Malax and some of the things that aren't being exactly
1: told to us freely by Saint right. Paul, and he'll let out a little disclaimer when he gets political. So don't oh, worry yeah. about he'll, that. He'll so, so he does. So don't yeah. jump into the end of one of his videos. Yeah, don't go to the end. Yeah, <laughs> kind of start it, the beginning,
0: and, <laughs> and then he'll let you know
1: halfway right. through it's about to get political. Yeah. So, but but he is definitely one person who understands. You know, being. Um, I believe he sits on the glyphwick or whatever or deals with, he deals with all Something, the different yeah. yeah but but he'll sit there and he'll describe how the quota system works and, and, and whatnot. Yeah he's he's very factual with all of his information and Yeah. And he'll give you his opinion but at least he's not going, oh well this is how this is or this is how
0: this right. is this is fact. Well if he if it's facts, it's actual facts. Yep. It's, it's things that you can find on your own and read. But I don't know enough about Malax. Yeah. I don't want to get all it's a good fishery though. Get up there. Oh god, yeah. Get up there. The problem though is like when people like I'm scrolling through Facebook, and I'll see somebody that I know is like, yeah, they go fishing, but they're not a like a serious fisherman. Like they're going because their buddy's going, and their yep. buddy's got all the boat, or they're going to launch, and they're holding up the 27 incher. They're like, oh yeah, look at this, i a badass. And it's like, oh, you caught it in a lax. Good for you. Now go do that on minnetonka or oh. medicine or leech or anywhere else yeah kind of the same way about lake of the woods i mean you got to find the big fish and you got to catch them yep. but you know Malax. i'm not i mean we went out there last year was it last year i think and in three four hours we had five fish over 25 inches yep. just dragging creek chubs basically kind of around nowhere oh yeah we were next to a reef and it's like oh yeah, this is tough oh yeah but then of course tournament day this year oh let's say bug bite bug hatch and this and that oh yeah
1: yeah yeah but they're definitely hungry I was like fishing with vets we get up there and uh had two weekends at leech so I hadn't been back up there had to work you know couldn't pre-fish it's like well I'm pretty confident I spent four weeks in a row on the lake previous to leech you know so I've been gone for a couple weeks Mm -hmm. we're just gonna shoot from the hip pull up mark one nice arc I'm like, oh, that's a biter, you know. Normally, when I say that, you know, it should be, but mm-hmm. it not always. Oh yeah, sure as shit. John over here, boom, 27 and a nice. half incher. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a. It sucks when you have to follow that up for the rest of the day, though. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's a finicky lake. Yeah, it can be. They yeah. all are walleyes. It's just that's well, it's... just the way they are. They they can be on and they can be off, and you can hit them right within that the prime of their feeding window and you know when they move up to structure or they're pulling off the side you know wherever they're feeding whenever they want to do it they're they're gonna do it and yeah. it's it's a rush but i mean it, it Malaxis
0: i think it it's such a different lake though because it's not like i don't know it just seems like when Malaxes can go bad it can go really bad and you can just really suck it up it's hard lake for me to figure out yeah like, i mean you know that's I'm sure there's guys right now going, Mille is easy. I can catch fish every day of the year. Because <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I've fished there my whole life. Yeah, well, not me. <laughs> it's it's just a tough lake to figure out for yeah. me. I don't know. I do have one rock pile I can go catch fish on, as long as I have leeches. Oh, there's a bunch of rocks Bobber, out there. Bobber fish. <laughs> I like that no, lake. Rock pile, go catch fish. Works for me. Yep. All right. Enough of that nonsense. Um... We already talked about that record pike. That was pretty cool. Yeah. 43 and a half inches. Oh, yeah. And it's a new... The DNR now for big fish, like pike. Well, I don't... Did they do it for everything? I think they're going to, but I don't... I don't think it's... I, I think sturgeon, musky, pike...
1: Do they have a walleye? I I think they will for everything, but I don't know how they're gonna you know kind of implement yeah. it you know because right now they're pulling stuff from the past you know because like the sturgeon record just got set the northern you know but yeah, it's like because she how... set
0: the northern catch and release record right and I know they want to promote more catch and release so that's why they're coming up with these records yep, yep. I think I think the musky guys started it because which is fine yeah because which... they don't want to kill a fifty six inch musky or. a... 58 inch muskie they want to let her go right but they still want their name in the record book
1: and with the technology everyone has nowadays i mean everyone can snap an accurate picture with an accurate tape and you know everyone's got the equipment to to do it properly and it's not like you know even 10 years ago i mean you couldn't you couldn't do that 10 years ago well in this day and age we're talking to a little black thing and we're going to be broadcasting all over the internet live on the smackdown outdoors podcast we've got
0: kyle Manofell.
1: man who fell mental
0: man, hot pants yeah hot pants hot pants kyle hot pants (laughs) yeah no yeah i mean it's it's you know i think it's cool that they're doing it um i actually sent in my first fish to the uh the Fishing Hall of Fame, Minnesota Fishing Hall of Fame Master Angler thing. Was it something out of the ordinary? No, it was just a walleye. Oh, okay. So it was All right. the biggest. It was a 27 or whatever. I don't know whatever. if you had something crazy. No. Rock bass. No, because a, a walleye, I think they need to <laughs> rework their numbers or make certain lakes like Mille Lacs and Lake of the Woods ineligible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only 26 for a for a walleye. Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't. I didn't know. Spend a good.
0: If you want to get that, okay, go spend some time on Lacs or Lake of the Woods. You know. Oh yeah. So mine was on Lake of the Woods, and I'm like, ah, I'll send it in, just because. Next year, what I'm gonna do is, if people don't know the 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 Fishing Hall of Fame, they've got the um, it's a catch and release, or you can harvest them too. It's two different things, though, where you can send in your information. You caught a fish. You caught a. 27-inch walleye, you send it in, and you get a certificate saying that you've got a master angler. And then if you get five different species in one year, um, you get a it's like a super master angler or something like that certificate. Um, so what we're going to do is I want to go to a body of water like Mille Lacs yep. or Lake of the Woods, and I want to get all five. On one body of water, one body of water in at most a weekend. Yeah, that's a possibly a up day. There. Well, think about it. If you get, <laughs> if you can get up there, and you know, you get a 15-inch crappie. Yep. You can find those in malax. They're tough, right. so I'd probably start with that. Um, 21-inch bass, large and small, I think. Yep. So that's not too bad. Doable. Yeah, 26-inch walleye. The. Well, yeah, doable. And then I don't know what the muskier pike is, but you've got a chance of beating. Probably one or the other. So I think you could almost do it in a day if the fish are all on fire.
1: I think in the we'll catching five,
0: the fall. So master, master, super master angler award um,
1: in a day. Oof, yeah, that would be a tough. That would be a tough one though.
0: Well, I've got. I'm, I'm looking it up here. Uh, Hall of Fame Angler Program, Hall of Fame Master Angler Angler Program, and. Let me see. Where was the... The oh. Grand Master... Okay. Master Angler, open to any legal angler who released or harvest one qualifying fish. Expert, um, anyone who's done three of those. It's got to be three different species caught in the same year. And then the Grand Master is five fish that are Master Angler sized. They all have to be different fish all in one year. And you're trying to do it in a day. I want to do it in a day. <laughs> what? Well, like I said, I mean... You know, it's whether some, it's, it's Malash, shoot for. leech, or if we can get you know favorable favorable conditions on on Lake of the Woods, maybe. Yeah, because we know you go up to the Northwest Angle, you catch your big crappies. I don't know. Look at those uncut angling guys; they can catch some big muskies up there too. So. Yeah, and you got giant muskies, you got giant pike, you got giant walleye. There's got to be big bass around there somewhere.
2: Yeah, you would uh, think. I've never. Or caught.
0: even maybe catch a big sturgeon. But I think I, I think Malax might be the best place to do that. And I want to do it in a day. I can see the expert. That grand is pushing it. But... Well, it... expert in a day? Probably. Yeah. yeah. That really wouldn't be that bad. Because you could just go pan fishing and uh, qualifying fish. Okay, so largemouth and smallmouth is 21. And a rock bass is 10. You could bang out three right there. Yeah, I suppose. Right? And bluegill's 11. That's going to be tough. Yeah. That's that's that
1: one's tough. It's well, funny how they You got, could probably do all of this on Big Stone, too. That's that's one that's yeah. Well, left Big Stone, I know here. you can get a 11 bl- uh, inch bluegill. Well, yeah, white bass for sure. I mean, yeah, well, white that's bass, yeah. that's 16, though. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty, but they're they're ton, yeah. tons so, out there. So <laughs> carp 34. Mm-hmm. Nineteen pound carp. I've shot bigger carp than that. Yeah, I
0: don't think that considers boat. you no. an angler. No.
1: <laughs> Master uh, angler. He's holding it
0: with his well, arrow. It's bow fishing. <laughs> it's bow fishing. Uh, black and white
1: crappie, 15 inches. You can catch those in Mille Lacs. Yeah, there's multiple lakes that you could, you know, attempt to mm-hmm. do this with the muskie. The north, you know, you muskie's only million. 46.
0: A muskie is only 46. Only.
1: Yeah. Ten thousand casts for one fish.
0: It's not ten thousand casts anymore. <laughs> See the time would be to do to do this if you wanted the muskie on there or the northern, which is thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah. That's... No, wait, that's silver northern. Forty inches. That's good northern. <laughs> um, the time to do these two, the pike and then and the muskie, that'd be now. Drag big suckers on the Lacs.
1: Yeah. And, while well, and your walleyes and then yeah. look at look at uh and, and, yeah, and, Moe and all them. They've been pounding the bass up there. Yeah. You know. <laughs> So I'm thinking Fall. Yeah. Fall. I
0: talked to Jake Rogers. I don't know if you know Jake Rogers. Mm-hmm. Okay. He wants to he's in on it. He wants in on it. But yeah, twenty-six inch walleye. And a seventeen inch tulibe. I've caught seventeen inch tulibies on Malax before. I mean that's during the winter, so that'd be a little tougher. Completely
1: by accident too. They like they like jigging wraps. That and whitefish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Find them schooled up. <laughs> they like puppet minnows. Oh yeah, yeah. Puppet North Puppet Northland Middles from Northland
0: Tackle, Puppet the fisherman's Middles. favorite, the fisherman's favorite. <laughs> I'm on just in case anybody's wondering. Yes, I'm on Northland's pro staff. But yeah, yeah. shout out to Northland. Yeah. Big shout out to to Sam Larson. Big shout out to all them boys up there. Kyle Waterman, what up? Um, Chip Lear, what up? Congratulations, Chip, making it in the the uh, Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Chip, Mr. Chip, Lear. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think we could do it in a day. Get a grandmaster in a day. Shoot,
1: I don't. I want. I believe in you. I I think I could win every tournament ever, ever imaginable. So (laughs) I can't tell you that you can't do this. I'm actually gonna. You know
0: what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ask them if anybody's done it in a day. The Doug the, the Doug anglers. Glimmerveen Grand Angler. View latest Grant. Uh, well, that's the master. I want to. I'm very curious. I'll shoot him an email. To, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna contact them, and see if anybody's done it in a day, or at least a weekend, or whatever. I'm yeah. gonna see if I can catch them the fastest that I can. What I'll do is I'll probably take a week off, start, and just go for it. Yeah, pre fish for the the two day. No, 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 I don't. No, I don't. I'm not gonna pre-fish it. No, I don't want to pre-fish it because that's that's dumb. Because then you'll catch all your big fish straight <laughs> pre-fish. And, but you know, yeah, it's real simple. Um, just go on Fishing Hall of Fame MN.com and you know, or just Google you know Master Angler Minnesota Program, and it's all on there. Um, it's pretty cool because you get uh, you get a little certificate you can either print out or you might be able to mail one to you and. If you go to their Facebook page, they actually post your picture, picture and stuff. Yeah. I didn't know that until uh, Tracy Crona. Yep. She posted it, and I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Then I went and found mine, and I'm like, ah, I'm famous.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I've seen that, too. Yeah. It's nuts how a lot of people do that, too, because, like, I, you won't even know if they're not allowed to tag you or anything. And then next thing you know, you see it on this site or this page on yeah. Facebook. It's like, oh, shit, yep. that's me. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> that's cool.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Oh, bragging board! Oh, it took us right to the their Facebook page. Let's see who's the newest nice catch. Let's see. Jacob Jacob Dalbol. Yeah. Whatever. Dahlbol. How did you do that? Dahlbol. Catfish. Oh, he did. He caught. Hold fish. on, we're gonna click on this thing. It's a it's a catch and release record. It Minnesota like Master me? Angler Jacob Dahlbol. Oh. Oh, Dahlbol. Yeah. No. D A L B O L. July 18th on my birthday. Hey, caught and released by Sport Fishing Method from Minnesota at Ooh. 34 inch. Shout out to Otter Tail County right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, Otter Tail County. Yep. Otter Tail River. Yep. Channel Catfish. That's a nice fish. 14 pound, 8 ounce, 34 oh, yeah. incher. That's pretty cool kayaking for smallmouth i heard rumors of big cats laying in the oxbows of the river i took some night crawlers with and while i got three that qualify i think this was the biggest you got three of them that day that qualified for this that's not biggest 14 and a half and 34 inches he had a witness john Avolio. sure you did you were out there by yourself <laughs> otherwise john would have taken the picture for you there jacob <laughs> Kayak. Uh-huh. Kayak. That's only a 22 incher anyway. He's long arm in it. Ah, that's no, big. he's not. That's a good fish. Congratulations, Jacob. Yep. And a boy. See, and then you get this certificate, which you can print out. Oh yeah. Or I think you can get them to send you one. Throw her in a frame. Yep. Yeah, I got mine, but I haven't printed it out or nothing. I'm just kind of like, Bleh. I did it. Yay. Yep. Uh huh. I wish they had like the. The Grandmaster, whatever they call, what they call that, the Super Duper. The
1: Grandmaster angler. What was
0: that? The
1: Doug Glimmerveen.
0: Yeah, the. They're just. They're gonna. I'm telling. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna get them to change it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If I do it in a day, You said. The, the dog fi- oh, Glimmerveen. It's all, be, it's all gonna be on film. So you know I'm not gonna end up doing it because all the fish will
1: disappear. No. They're all camera shy. Speaking of film. Yeah. I'd, oh my God. That's my biggest my biggest problem. Like, with the amount of hours that I spend, and I sit here and I look at it, check, you know, see everyone's Instagram, everyone's Facebook, you know, sending pictures to your sponsors and shit. I have the most haggard pictures, you know, that are just, they look like quality from the 1990s, you know, for the most part. Every picture I take of somebody else looks good, and I make sure of it. Can I get one really
0: nice picture that looks like a photo of like on on you know in
1: Fisherman? oh no. no no nobody knows how to take a picture well I my my issue is I mean and you, you've seen me in the boat and whatnot like as I'm in the moment when I'm when I'm going to work you know like like, I feel like that's oh, my craft, yeah. my trade. I'm fishing. I am yeah. not a photographer. I'm not, you know, and technology kind of skipped me. Everyone in my generation's pretty good at it. Me, uh, not so much. You can ask my friends, and I just don't care enough. But, when you know, throwing fish in, this and that, you know, whatever, it's like, oh, I forgot to take a picture. Or, oh, we can't take the four seconds to actually hold the fish properly or right. make sure the can't. Right. No, it's like no. they're water smoke. You know, I'll just, we'll get it on the next one, I always say. And then it's like, well. I wanted to get one with that specific bait, or, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and it's like, wow, well, I'm, I'm really slacking on trying to do these things properly, but at the end of the oh. day, I'm a fisherman, not a photographer. Well, it's so
0: hard to take, to, to catch a fish, and you're on fish, and all of a sudden you get a good one, and it's like, okay, I want to take a picture. Somebody snap it quick so I can prove to all my friends that I caught a big fish. Okay, yeah. then, it's, then you, you know, well, then you look at the picture, and it's like, you know, you're I, your glasses are all crooked. Yeah, or my or hat, like, or hat. Or, or like the, my picture here for this one. <laughs> uh, I, I'll have to pull it up. But my picture for this one, like the belly's out. You can barely see how, the side of the fish. <laughs> I thought it was a good fish, you know, good picture. So I threw it overboard and I look and I go well, I guess I'll just have to take my word for it that it's a walleye cause, Yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's what I just I just need to start branding myself as the worst worst photographer in the fishing industry. Yeah. I'll just take a picture of myself leaving every day or a sunrise and I don't re- know. Recap My favorite the day. is just
0: put the camera low on self timer and then hold those fish up halfway long arming it so the ten inch crappies look like they're fourteens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Goofy hair. I just don't I don't have the time to when when I'm on the water, my time is spent fishing you know yeah. so i don't i don't use my time for all the other things that you're supposed to do you know with your sponsors and you're supposed to do which is which is a huge fault well you know? the biggest thing is to find just and,
0: and i have a hard time finding somebody else who wants to go okay today is a day I can, for we're, this we're gonna we're, you know we're gonna make sure we take some good pictures Yep, you know are people that actually can take good pictures. Right. You know, and that's turn your camera sideways, your phone sideways. <laughs> take it the long way. Oh, yeah. Yep. That way people can use it in video like me. But I don't know. Yeah, Call me old school. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just like going to catch some fish. I don't care about no Facebook and my tweeting and
1: space face. I've been getting better. I've been getting a little better. Yeah. My pictures still look jacked, but other than that... <laughs> well, we'll get out there and we'll actually... Uh, oh, we can give a... We'll actually set up some cameras, so when we do catch some fish... We can give a shout-out to mm-hmm. Kristen Day, though. She at least makes me look pretty when Dang. I'm leaving every morning for the tournament. I'll tell you what, my favorite picture... Smile,
0: that, hot pants! Oh, yeah, <laughs> hot pants, they choose! <laughs> Click! Big <laughs> shout out to Kristen Day. She took... Oh, yeah. Her and Ashley Brandt. They do some awesome stuff. She took my... Uh, probably the my... I think my favorite picture of all time of myself. It was... I think it was Lake of the Woods when uh, National Anthem was playing. And we're in the boat. You know, we ain't kneeling. We're standing there. Yep. Hats off during the National Anthem. Awesome picture. Favorite picture of me... I think, of all time. Oh, yeah. It was just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, other than, actually, my profile, my current profile picture. That's pretty good. That uh, Andy Walsh, I think it was Andy Walsh. that. <laughs> oh, he, he made that? He added oh. the beard to my, that's my kindergarten picture. I know, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's um, great. Yeah, I don't know which picture he got the beard from, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it it, back, it was phenomenal. Back to Kristen Day, That's though. why it's my profile. I don't think I can
1: ever remove this as my profile picture now. With those pictures, that's something, you know, like... As we're participating, you know, obviously we don't do that. She's capturing something from yep. a different perspective. Like, yep. you know, like my profile picture, for instance, it's me and my dad. I'm going to have that forever. Yeah. You know, yep. and I can't, I, you know, I can't take a selfie of us. You right. I can not I can't edit that. So having
0: people around that can take pictures?
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. You, I appreciate it a lot, you yeah. know. And the problem is we don't have, you know, me and you go fishing. What are we going to do? Have a camera boat? Well, I mean... And I'm only as pretty as, you know, they make me, so... That's I why can't... she took it from far away and you weren't really looking. Exactly. For
0: exactly. well, me, I was standing there in all my glory. <laughs> I think I had my hand over my heart, or at least my hat. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. All right. Have you ever heard of magnet fishing? No. No? Uh-uh. YouTube it. What What is this? They entail? take these magnets and... These big magnets are like, they're, well, they're not real big. They're like the size of a baseball or whatever. Um, but they go basically fishing for junk.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh, but I did see the peacock bass. Did you see that one? No. Where they're catching the peacock bass through the sewer? And then largemouth no. bass through the sewer? Oh, yeah. Well, I've seen the, the bass and the catfish peacock bass? Peacock bass. Where? And largemouth. I I don't know. They were speaking English, so I'm assuming. Florida? England, no. Um, oh, like British, you mean? No, no. Here, it looked like it was here, but no. it's, it's definitely not here. I think it was Brazil. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, they were they were definitely well, let's catching. See. Let's, let's let's peacock see. bass in a sewer. I don't know peacock bass
0: sewer. I don't know.
1: Yep, that's Catch. it right this one there. Right here? Catching big fish in sewer. Monster Mike. Monster fishing. Mike.
0: All right, let's watch it. Oh, we're gonna have to listen to an ad first.
1: Well, we don't we don't have to listen to anything. Well, hold on. I'm stopping traffic because
0: I'm catching fish in the storm drain. Jamu. Oh! oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Monster
1: Mike and you're watching Monster Mike fishing.
0: Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's not that's a different oh, guy. Oh yeah, it's know. his little intro oh. or whatever. But all right, let's
1: skip past this. Oh, this one feels heavy. Yeah, and he pull, you know, he'll hand line monster. Oh, he's hand room. lining. Well, he has a rod when he's fishing. He just pulled a
0: peacock out of the (laughs) sewer drain. Yeah. Where's that license plate? It looked like a Florida plate. How is... I don't know. I think they're American. Well, yeah. Uh, I think it's here, because that license plate looks like it's from Florida. Yeah. Looks Florida. Yeah. But how... Miami. There you go. Boom. Boom. I didn't even know they had, all, they had those in America. Nah, me neither. You learn something new every day. He just pulled a peacock bass out of the. Okay, now he's got a fishing pole. Yeah.
1: And I'll okay. watch. If Wait. you guys
0: are yeah, if you guys are listening to this, catching big fish in sewer, Monster Mike. Yep. Yeah, YouTube it. Yeah, YouTube it. This it's... guy's catching peacock bass out of the sewer. I've
1: seen the like catfish and bass. There's or... literally cars driving. Yeah, ten, 10 feet away from this dude, and he's got his six foot rod out there <laughs> yeah, jigging and sword. This is drain.
0: hilarious.
1: <laughs> he's jigging peacock bass, he's kneeling the sewer. down. It's, oh, oh,
0: like is this is this even legal? I don't. I ah, mean, oh, this is awesome that. though. Oh man! All right, come on, hurry, and catch one
1: You'd be okay, amazed to, at what it. what lives in the. There is,
2: there is, there oh, there he is. Oh, oh. No. Oh. No.
1: oh. oh it's, it's got a good bend in the rod. Oh yeah, I think he breaks this one off. Oh no. Maybe. Oh jeez that's a big one. Yeah, look at him. No. What is it, a pea? I mean there's all kind of pipes and there's there's everything down there. Oh well,
0: yeah. No. Get... Oh no you large largemouth.
1: That's a spotted <laughs> bass. Oh, no, it's a largemouth. It. No, Either way.
0: Green carp. Right, so now I've seen it all. Yeah. Catching peacock bass in the sewer.
1: Why can't we do cool stuff like that around here? Oh, we're catching our sewers is bullheads. Yeah, there's there's some rats. I worked in the um, steam tunnels, you know, down at the U, and they connect with all the sewers, you know. They're, oh God! Oh, you want to talk about some creatures? Yeah, I guarantee <laughs> you, I guarantee you, there's fish roaming around, and some of them flooded ones, and yeah, it's not, not for the faint of heart. So chupacabras. You, and yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. God. Yep. Yeah, but anyway, so magnet fishing. Like I was gonna say, what they do is they go buy these big magnets. That are like um, 500 or 1,000 pound magnets. And then they just go to docks and whatnot. And well, actually, let me, there's pull a better animal. one. Yeah, and they just pull up random stuff. I mean, oh. like they you have know, the knife there. And um, there's one, this one here. These guys here, they fish this thing. It's a, it's this dock. It's a U shaped dock. And it must be like 30 feet down because they're dropping all sorts of line down there and stuff. Yeah. Let, let me go around. Um, but yeah, so they're just dropping these magnets, like these are 500 pound magnets a piece. Nope. And these guys they pulled out, um, like chair after chair after chair. I mean, these are all like lawn chairs <laughs> right up in here. It's a couple, they had like oh, they got six some 50 chairs, rides, a little Barbie pole. Yeah, Barbie pole. They pulled up a, a stinking, um, two wheeled dolly right here.
1: They oh, pulled that up,
0: a, a two wheeled dolly. They pull up boat wire. They pull up a ladder from like a boat. So they think there might be a pontoon down there. <laughs> yeah. But they just drop these things down and they go around docks and whatnot. They're pulling up knives. Some guys have found guns. There's one guy, he found motorcycles. Huh. Yeah. I don't people, know how he got People more, are
1: but... always looking for their next weird adventure. Oh, yeah. And well, like I know. I'm going to do
0: this next year and I already know where I'm going <laughs> to do it. And I guarantee you I'm going to find either a Rolex or... Or like a diamond chain. <laughs> necklace Minneapolis or whatever. lakes. Nope.
1: Nope. North St. Paul lakes. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Okay. Well, it's well, po- well, it's a, it's we'll a very see. popular lake. We'll see when it when it happens. Well,
0: well, you can come with. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, very popular lake. And there's one spot on that lake where I guarantee you there's all sorts of crap in. There. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you after the show because I ain't giving
1: it away to everybody. I still want to find Peppy. What's Peppy? The lake monster. The the relative of the Loch Ness monster for Lake Pepin. You haven't heard of the stories, you know, like of Pepe, you know? The Indians would go out there back in the day in their birch bark canoes and then Pepe would come up and smear them and they'd they'd try to kill it. But, anyways, so all you tournament fishermen out there that want to make some money, $50,000. Quit your walleye fishing. Find Pepe, Lake Pepin. Who's giving $50,000? I don't know. Look it up. But I know my roommate Ugro took him pre-fishing down there. He ended up when I told him the story about Peppy, he ended up spending half of the day while we were pre-fishing just on his phone researching Peppy and could give a shit about walleyes. So that's where all of this had came about. Is that how you spell Peppy? I don't know. Peepy, Peppin, Peppin. Yeah, dude. There's a freaking. There's a TV show like uh, Discovery did. Really? Yeah. Peppy the lake monster. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff. What? Yeah. Pitcher. Pepin Town hopes
0: its own Loch Ness monster draws the it's curious. That's what? Yeah. Okay. I got to ask my wife about this because her grandpa lived on Awabisha, so basically, Pepin. What? Mm hmm. Apparently, it's real. Fifty thousand dollar reward makes waves, right there. Tales of a okay, so this is Lake Pepin. It's a uh, Pioneer Press posted this article. Yeah, it's part of what, um, uh, what the hell, River Mississippi. Mississippi? Yeah, down in Pool Four, Pool Four, Wabasha area, Red Wingish area, whatever. Lakes in between Minnesota and, and Wisconsin. So fifty thousand dollar reward makes waves, and this is for a freaking okay tales of a sea serpent swimming in Lake Pepin, supposedly reached back to native Native Dakota people and early pioneers and explorers. For an example, a book of days. Blah 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 blah. Um, where's we'll get to the money? Oh, um, local residents didn't get around to monetizing the mysterious monster until the twenty first century. That began in tw- two thousand eight uh larry nelson owner and captain of pearl of the lake oh here we go 125 passenger paddle decided to offer a $50,000 reward for evidence just for evidence yep yep why are we putting this out here dude we should we should delete this entire part of the podcast yeah just edit and then break out the side imaging yeah you we can get it we can get boats
1: you want to find them? That'd be easy. Well, apparently they attacked the canoes. So what Ugro was thinking, his theory was, we build birch bark canoes. You go out there, and you're prey. No, I'm not doing that. I mean, that's one way. If we get
0: a bunch of boats in a line, cover from basically shore to shore boats, and just run side imaging... God, they, they had to have tried something. Yeah, but they're not going to get enough boats to cover the whole expanse nah, of the water. You start at the south... And it's not like you need boats that cover from all the way cuz side imaging shoots yep, yep. so far, yeah. And then you just run them all at the same speed up. And it's only for evidence, right? So you take a screenshot of it
1: of if possible there on your side. Dude, I guarantee you at one maybe not now, it might be something explainable, but there was and I get, there's still huge fish down there, so something living down there that was monstrous does not surprise me in the no 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 well it's a river it's probably a freaking alligator well and then look at the i mean there's a the season is open all year round for a reason down there the growth rate is the highest in minnesota yeah so for something to get big down there is not out of the question okay hold on uh
0: i don't know okay the diver Cory Brett, the diver, I don't know, they sent a bunch of people around or something. I'm just cutting into the story here. Said, during the search, the fish finder sonar on his boat indicated a large object, 30 feet long and 6 feet wide, about 35 feet down. Dived down to take a look. Uh, Said, he normally never dives in the Mississippi River because it's scary. Yeah, gross and balls. (laughs) I wouldn't do it either. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Murky and there's nothing to see. But underwater that day, it I, it just felt I wasn't alone. Yeah, because there's fish there too, you idiot. Um, Brawl said that he caught a glimpse of something big swimming very close to him and then taking off. He said the turbulence spun him under, spun him around under the water. It was bigger than me, he said. This was like, this was nothing like any fish I've ever seen. I shot to the surface, freaked out. We didn't get it on camera. Of course you didn't. Yep. Good, Peppy. But there's,
1: yeah, there's, there's document, documentaries. Oh there's all kinds of TV shows and whatnot that have.
0: All right. So if you want to make fifty grand, go to Lake Peppin, and just find it. Just said evidence. You don't have to actually get the thing. Just find evidence of Peppy the Lake Peppin monster. Do you think you'd get a master
1: angler if you caught Peppy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, um I don't know uh, so let's say you catch him <laughs> right you're sinking well who knows it's how take, big taking taking your who boat down. who knows dog. how big it is? is but like if you catch it and it turns out to be a freaking dinosaur of some sort like Loch Ness monster or whatever um what do you do with it
1: see I wouldn't want to I'd feel bad killing the thing but well that's the thing I'd definitely take I'd yeah. You got to find it. Sorry. The only problem is taxidermy. Oh, I, I would put that in the hands <laughs> of the state. That thing would hey, be. Hey, uh, Chris
0: Wallace. Chris um, Wallace, hello? Can you think you can handle a lake monster? I know you don't do fish anymore, but you might want to take on this job.
1: Well, Scott Perella does too. Maybe they could tag team nah, that big boy. Psst. He says.
0: <laughs> Catch Peppy the lake monster. This is hilarious. Oh,
1: man. I had no idea. I'm going to have to ask my wife. Like I said, her, I don't know. Yep. Yeah, there's all kinds of things you learn. I'd like to, you know, like going up to Leech and stuff and like all these different lakes and you see their different chamber of commerce, like post pictures from the early 1900s and stuff. It's amazing. And you see, like, yeah, like Ottertail County too. Oh. And like my uncle owned a resort on Rush Lake in Ottertail. And uh, the size of the fish that they caught in the 50s and, you know, 60s and, and whatever just passed. Mm-hmm. I mean,. It's absolutely yep. nuts, and don't get me wrong. That's why we have limits now. These, these these older <laughs> generations, I believe, they kind of. Kind of took turmoil on all of our species, whether it's oh, yeah. waterfall yeah. deer. you Well, know, but here's and, the thing: that's how they fed yeah. their family. Some of these guys, right? It was it, know, it was a mean, lig-
0: legitimately they needed to feed their family. No
1: time, not yeah.
0: Well, you know, I need to go out and catch my ten this or twenty that because I need to feed my family.
1: Yep. No, you don't. Shut up. Go to the grocery store. Well, you know, yeah. And and nowadays it's 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 different. Yeah, obviously so. So well, like, I get it, but yeah. but but the history behind that, like, could you only imagine oh, if I could take god. my if I could take my pro guide and drop me in a lake in 1900? Oh my god, dude. let me let me <laughs>
0: well unleash me with a bow in the woods full of whitetails.
1: Oh yeah, I mean or duck hunting back then when the prairies in the in oh, Western god. Minnesota. Yeah. Oh geez,
0: well it'd be just like the guys uh, you know roaming the plains and the buffalo. Yeah. All, I mean, just buffalo of that. for as far as the eyes can see, and they're just out there just hammering them. I
1: mean, they were doing that for a whole nother reason. Well, as long as we can maintain and improve upon, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to go backwards as long as everything. Well, comes seen, back to the to yeah. the management and yeah. conservation side of everything versus just you know destroying everything you know, and that goes back to trash and public property and stuff, and yep. and leaving all and, and competing with other hunters. If someone's there, leave them, leave them go. You know, everyone. Yep is out for themselves nowadays and and wrecking stuff for everyone else the opportunities aren't there you know especially being down in the metro down here i mean as far as walleyes go how many good walleye lakes i mean don't get me wrong there's a couple secret ones that i've grown up fishing you know living in saint paul there's not many down here be right you know that's why that's that's why every every weekend I'm driving at minimum an hour, whether yep. it's down to the Mississippi yep. or up to Malax or Leech or Ottertail, big you know I'm cruising around you know just searching for that versus fishing in my backyard you know. Well, and that's you know in I mean you're
0: seeing more catch and release all the way around <clears throat> you know you are seeing more people talk about it, more people doing catch and release. So I think as time goes on. There's going to be, you know, it's, you know, the older generations that have to go out and fill their bucket full of fish. Yep. You know, as they get older and, you know, I hate to say this, but as they die off, the younger generations that have been grown up to catch and release, you know, or practice, you know, responsible harvesting, you know, not taking 10-inch bluegills, taking a few eights instead. Right. You know, and with... Limit changes, which I believe are coming. i um yep. from what I've heard, walleyes are probably going to four, which in a year or two,
1: yes. which I have no problems with. I am perfectly fine with that. Yeah. But I mean, how many walleyes do you need to eat in a meal? I two. Shoot, give me one eighteen yeah. and a half inch or one and I'm, two and I'm good. maybe.
0: But because you remember, you get like salad and some potatoes or oh, a side yeah. dish. No, it's you know, and if you want your to feed your family on fish. Which shouldn't be every day anyway because it's not good for you. Look it up. Mercury and whatnot. Take your family fishing. Yeah. Let them all catch fish. Get them into it. Because every single day that goes by, we are losing fishermen. Oh, yeah. And we are losing hunters. Significantly. And we cannot afford to lose those people. Right. So, you know, there's some people that go, well, they make it harder for me to keep fish. And da, 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 You're the only one in your family of four that fishes. Why? Yep. Why you, is your you gotta, wife not out there every once in a while catching a few fish for herself? Yep. Why are your kids? Sure, I get it if
1: they're like three, but whatever. Well, that's the only way you know. you're gonna get people into the sport. You like you were talking about, you know, and to to play devil's advocate, I was gonna bring bring that up. We don't um you were talking about um how back in the day, you know, everyone was taking stuff, mm-hmm. but but they grew up with a generation of hunter fishermen, Mm -hmm. outdoorsmen, trapping. They were doing everything. Everything was outdoors. Hot all the hobbies, you know, even sports. You look at hockey, they were playing on a frozen lake. Oh yeah. You know, everything was done outdoors. And nowadays it's not the same. People sit inside, they don't do it. And this this next generation, I mean people that I grew up with from my high school I mean, there's there's a handful of people that got to experience it, and that's why I was lucky enough to hitch a ride up to my uncle's resort, whether it was to work or because I got in trouble or being shipped up or follow around my dad because he's been fishing tournaments, you know, forever. And, I, I mean, I was lucky enough to do that. And, you know, some of my friends, you know, obviously they do that too with hunting and, and everything else too. So, so I kind of lucked out. But the majority of my generation, you know, and the younger ones don't have that, you know, so with the high school bass. Mhm. That it, that's that's yep. awesome. Not that I'm a, I'm, I'm a bass you, guy, yep. but it, just the opportunity and then fishing for scholarships and everything else. I mean, yep. that's I've
0: I've heard this from a couple other people and I completely and utterly agree with this. I love the high school bass tournaments. I love the trails. I hope they expand. I want them, you know, like I said, I've heard this from other people, fully agree what they need to do is expand the fish they fish for.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not
0: not just bass. I get it. Sure, bass are easy to catch. Try walleye, try pike, try muskies, try other things. Have them, you know, throw in one tournament a year, starting out one tournament a year where, okay, we're going to have you guys fish for pike
1: Yeah, or or fish for walleye. Multi-species and some of the different leagues, like I know the one that the New York Mills team fishes and the Perm team fishes up there or whatever, um, they do a lot of multi species leagues, you know. They're their league night, they that's do. that's what it is, okay. you know. But but they'll go around and they'll fish bass tournaments here and there mm-hmm. and, and whatnot too. But oh so when they just them
0: doing when they, their thing when and then... they do
1: their league, and that's okay. one of the issues right now, a lot of different uh tournament organizations and stuff are trying to align themselves, you know, like none of them are aligned with the MSHL, which uh what is it the R ASSTT, whatever, the Rappalo and Lund Student Angler Tournament Trail is trying to align themselves specifically with the MSHL. So that Minnesota way... Minnesota High School League. Yep, yep, yep. So that way it can become like a standardized sport, like your hockey, like everything else. Yep. So there's a league. you it's know, school, It's, it's, it's a, actually a school
0: sanctioned right. instead of a... Um, what are they? What what's the term for it? Uh, not charter, but um, a club team. Yeah, it's basically that, a club team right now. That's and yeah. they
1: and they can fish whichever offshoot. You know, yep. there's tons of different leagues. There's tons yep. of different tournament series. Which
0: it, the, where I see that getting a little sticky though, and I don't know how they're gonna work it out. But right now it's a club team thing, so they can get sponsors and they can get gear, yep. for free. But once it becomes an actual school thing, can they still?
1: Is that going to affect it? Um, I don't think so. I mean, like, for or instance. Or is that just when
0: it goes to college it starts that?
1: Uh, it might with college, and they yeah. got their own system worked out, you know. But, like, with hockey, for instance, when I played hockey, Strauss right down the road or whatever little local St. Paul hockey shop, you know, mm-hmm. they donate a lot of stuff or give you, you know, a percentage off and yeah. and whatnot. So I don't see that being an issue but yeah. once again who who knows how it's going to play out but well, they'll, they'll, either as way as long as they
0: come as long as they all come to an agreement these are the rules this isn't going to affect this kid's future to go from high school bass and let's say he plays football too well he can't be an uh, he can't play college football because he received free stuff back in the day
1: yeah no you know, I, don't, I don't i don't see know. that being an issue but I either way just yeah. just the introduction and the expansion of that avenue is is awesome. Yep, and uh, yeah. The only problem with doing the whole multi-species thing is that then you need a <laughs> equipment for pike and walleye, right? Or this and that too. Yeah, and it's, and it's already a lot of money. And there's stuff there's tons the of complications yeah. and and whatnot. But fishing for scholarships, just fishing, and you know, hopefully, it's I mean, amazing. I, yeah, I've 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 helped out like and spoke to a couple different high school teams, and one thing that. I wish more tournament anglers, whether you're a walleye, I got bass, no matter what it is, you bring a different mindset and a different uh, experience level than a dad who has a boat and might fish once or twice a year, and they're coaching these teams, and they help out. um, They help out, you know, coaching the team. A lot of
0: volunteers. Yeah. Basically
1: volunteer-driven. But they don't, you know, these, these kids... Not not to throw any names out or anything, but I I heard one of them say, "I know they'll never be Kevin Van Dam's." Don't ever tell one of these kids that.
0: There was a um, for, they need to be for one of I know and, and for one of the uh, organizers of it. It wasn't uh, it wasn't the one that Jimmy's part of. It was a different other, league. The other league the, okay. other league. the um Um he said, "Yeah, you're not going to be a Kevin Van Dam."
1: Yeah, why would you? So don't try. Why would you tell someone that?
0: You know, maybe not exactly those same words, but he basically just said, "You're just here to fish, and whatever. You're not gonna be a professional fisherman." Yeah, you know, when Jollymore told me that, I go, "Tell me somebody stood up and said something to this guy." Right. You know, because
1: that right there was I would have I would have lost my. Yeah, you know what? I had a coach tell me that before I was talking to their team. You know, and and literally, it just kind of changed my mindset going into that yeah. because if they're striving for something, you know, who knows? You might not obtain it, and it might not. You're no one's gonna be Kevin Van Dam specifically, but. Jordan you, Lee's doing a pretty good job. At you, trying to be <laughs> well, you, you, well. Jordan Lee's Jordan Lee, but you can you can be up at that level. You yeah. can make it to that yeah. level. You're going to take your own lane. And another thing, people got to quit realize. You know, well, don't or, try to be don't try to be Kevin Van Dam. Yeah, you can't try
0: to be better than Kevin Van Dam. Right. You know that's the thing.
1: Yeah, it, you, you got to strive for something. Yeah. You know, and you, you never tell a kid they can't do something.
0: What you do is you tell them. Okay, you want to be the next Kevin Van Dam? You want to be better than Kevin Van Dam? You tell them the honest truth, and you go, okay, well, here's what it's going to take.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not going to be take,
0: easy. You're not going to be hanging out with your friends. And Gerald Swindell, G-Man, has a video somewhere on YouTube or whatever Look. where he is telling these kids this, and he, or he's telling the story of this, and it's not going to be easy. You are not going to... Go out with your friends on Friday and Saturday and yep. Sunday. You are gonna go and you are going to fish and you are gonna work hard and you are going to sacrifice your butt off. Right. But if that's what you want to do, that's what you have to do to get there. Yep. You know, so never discourage a kid from going and, and chasing I don't his dream. If you want to be the best chess player in the world, yep. and all you want to do is sit there on that table and play chess against
1: everybody, fine. But you're gonna sacrifice. Well, and who knows, too, once again. They might not win two Bassmaster Classics or this or that right. or, or the, this that or the other thing, but down the road, because another thing kids don't understand nowadays, and you know, I find a lot of people not open to this idea. It is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah. It's not going to happen this year. It's not going to happen next year. It's not, It might not even be the year after that. It's not going to be tomorrow, but as long as you keep working towards every single goal that you have, someday you will get there, and you might take a different route. You know, it, it might take you in a different direction, but at some point you might reach success in the fishing industry. You might reach success doing something else, being a salesman for a fishing company. You know, You might be able to make a living in the industry. Me, I'm a dirty construction worker. I haven't got there. I work my butt off. I fish tournaments. I go hard. I get zero sleep. I go crazy all the time with this fishing stuff. But you know what? Every after every season or every couple of weeks I I always learn something and I'm always trying to improve and I'm working towards my goal. So if someone tells a kid that, you know, I'm at this age and it's an expensive sport, especially if you don't have sponsors, but like you're talking about G Man. Don't chase the sponsors. This is a craft. Nope. Yep. Learn your craft. Learn your tools. Learn how to actually be successful in the art of fishing. Whatever, you know, you're trying to accomplish, whatever species, try to master that craft every technique you learn try to work on that who cares about your jersey who cares about you know trying to chase this down don't get me wrong the sponsors help i have them and everything else and i i do a terrible job on social media i'm not (laughs) i'm not that guy but let me tell you if you want me to explain to you a product in person stop over at my house because i'm dinking with it every night. you know you need to work on the essential things that'll make you a better angler and not a better you know not if you not wanna, a better marketer, yeah, you need if, to get your craft yep, down before yep. you can get the other things and if yep. and if you want to be Kevin Van Dam, you need to work on your fishing abilities. you need yep. to work on all the other things that come into play and then balancing your life out in order for you to accomplish those goals. Yep. you know not not just getting fifty percent off on something and having a sticker on your forehead
0: right. if you want I mean if you want to be the greatest fisherman of all time, you can be the greatest fisherman of all time. If if you're if you're if you think that, you know, you want to be the next Kevin Van Dam because he's got a shiny boat, a shiny truck, he's got all sorts of sponsors and whatnot, just get into promoting products. Yeah, exactly. You, just get into that. You don't that, have to fish to do that. And that's a perfect You know, you don't route. have to fish to to work for a company. That's a perfect route to take also. Like yeah. I said. There's the, so it's funny because there's so many jobs in the outdoor industry that everybody thinks they've got to be either in front of the camera. Or they've got to be the, you know, they've got to be the fisherman or they've got to be the hunter or they've got to be the name of this or that. You can be a salesperson. You can be a product designer. You can be a cameraman, a videographer. Yep. a, A guy that literally sits behind the desk and
1: does social media stuff all day. You can put you the hook on the crankbaits right, at Rapala, right. down in Bloomington. Yeah, and you can still go fishing. <laughs> you
0: know, you know. Yeah, there's so many different opportunities. So don't just get hung up in. I've got to be the the face of. You know, I've got to be this. I mean, if you want to fish and you think you, you can tournament fish, I mean, do that. Right. But if you're, you know, if you can't fish. You know, if you don't have the time to go fishing, if you don't, you know, whatever, you can't catch big fish, whatever, and you still want to be in the fishing world, you can be in the fishing world. Oh, yeah. Industry, and hunting.
1: Yep. There's, there's, there's plenty of people. so many jobs. It's ridiculous. Well, and there's so many lanes for different personalities and people, too. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people who fish tournaments, some of them, you know, I've heard from people, and it, it kind of baffles me just because my mindset's a little different, just being... Um, competitive with sports throughout, you know, my life and and everything else, you know, well, I'll never win a tournament, you know, but we just like it, you know, and and I kind of took a step back from that. And I go, you know what, the camaraderie is second to none. I get, you know, you know, and then a lot of those guys like helping people and and doing everything else too. So, so there's different avenues for different people, you know, and Mm -hmm. like you were saying, like, for instance, look at the Uncond uncut angling guys oh the way they chop up videos and do goofy stuff the fidget spinner look that up on youtube fidget spinner go to
0: uncut angling the guy's phenomenal they fish tournaments but here's what makes that show it's not the goofy stuff he does because i can go fishing with a fidget spinner i can go fishing with a youtube plaque (laughs) It's his personality. Oh yeah. He is the perfect personality to have in front of a camera. Oh yeah. He can take anything and if, if if it was hunting, he'd do well in hunting. If it was chess, he'd do well at chess. If it was making plastic bottles, he would make the killer the most killer plastic bottle making video. And he
1: would time. sell me 500. Right. I I
0: yeah. I mean it's it's amazing what he is he's the like ultimate
1: You've got to. You, you, you can't look away. Yeah, you can't look away, and it doesn't matter what he's doing. Yep, and you got to be comfortable with yourself, yeah. and just once again, it all comes back to finding your own lane. <laughs> exactly. What, what do you want? He found to do? his path. He found his niche, and he's banging it out. And I have no clue what my own lane is. You know, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing until it, until well, you're a horseshit tournament fisherman right now. So. Yeah,
0: <laughs> track record. Thank God for the off season.
1: <laughs> Middle of the There's pack. always next year, Kyle. <laughs> hey, I'm winning all of them next year. Yeah, you and like, I, like I said, you can't tell me any different. No,
0: yeah. <laughs> can't tell me any different till the end of day one. <laughs> and then I come in at six pounds on the river.
1: Oh, I still have yet to come in that low on the river. The river is a whole different ballgame. I hate the river game. I hate re- oh, fishing. I love I don't, it. I
0: don't, I've never, I don't know how to fish rivers. I'm not a river
1: guy. I was never born on the river, I'm, you know, raised on the river. I just no. I'm not a river guy. My dad was scared of the rivers, you know. As well, far as as far as fishing them, I mean, he's not scared. <laughs> he's the dude's not scared of anything. Yeah. But so it was foreign territory to me. So I figured if I could learn the river or just yeah. just tips and tricks, nobody. I don't care who you know. Dean Marshall, the greatest river fisherman. Big shout know. out to Dino. Yep. Yep. Up, Dean River Rat Rob. You know Randy Stevens. All all those guys. they those Damn. guys are learning. Every time they hit the water, the water changes all the time, you know, and it's it's intriguing. Well, you it's... know what's funny is that I've talked to river rats, and the guys that, like,
0: born and bred on a river, you know, they hate lakes. Oh, yeah. Because they can't figure them out. Well, For me, I'm the opposite. I love a lake. I can figure it out eventually. Rivers, I don't get it. I if the want... water's high, go shallow. Or go as close to the bank as you got. <laughs> you can get. That's
1: literally about all I know. I just want to like learn two everything. Other little so. yeah. <laughs> None of it. Yeah. None of it intimidates me. New body of water, whatever. Just crazy techniques. I'll, if it's going, I want to figure it out. Last time I was on the river for walleye, I, I caught a bass. It was a nice bass, nice large mouth. Next but spring, help help me do some pre-fishing down there. If you're not going to dip into that one, I'm down. No, I'm not getting into that one. No,
0: I'm not, I'm I'm tapping out. I'm not wasting my money on that tournament. Oof. Nope.
1: I don't know. In a perfect world, I'd love to
0: go to Vermilion, but I don't have the time to go up to Vermilion.
1: Yeah, Vermilion. I want to. I just want to go back to Vermilion just to fish. The scenery up there. Yeah, I mean, everywhere we go is so different.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's awesome. Well, that's you know that's it's funny because, like, my outdoor journey's been I don't know about twelve years in the making to where I am right now, and just the places I've gone because of the outdoor industry and the people i've met and the things i've done i mean i've gone to kentucky you know i've gone to hunted i've hunted in kentucky in wisconsin north south dakota tons of places around minnesota and it's just it is truly amazing where and i'm not even getting paid by anybody to do this yeah it's just the opportunities through meeting people yep you know, on social media and itch, you know, sports shows and during tournaments and all right. that stuff. Buddy I of mean, a it's, buddy, it's word of mouth. Yeah, it's just amazing what the where the outdoor industry can take you. Where, you know, working a nine to five, you know, whatever, it doesn't take you anywhere besides a paycheck. Yep. in know. general, which really, you need, of course, to be able to afford to go to Kentucky. Yep. But you know, and that's that's where I think the that's where it, if you think about it, it's sad that the the, the youth of this now whatever you know this generation that's what they're missing out on oh yeah and they're missing out on going and just walk through woods
1: oh yeah hiking shit you see have a bonfire camp on the st croix you don't have to do nothing crazy right one thing that that i just find like breathtaking every time we go somewhere new or even even places previous sure you know people might be able to sit and look on their tablet or their phone and see these pictures of these great waves or you know the the sun drop and all that stuff as i'm driving across the lake at 50 miles an hour on lake of the woods you know coming in after a 16 hour day of fishing watching the sun drop i'm telling and there's you know big waves and rolling you Mm -hmm. like you can't living that and experiencing and experience, experience i can't even talk it's so breathtaking oh yeah just living all of that you know yep. whether it's down on pepin you know no matter where you go sitting in a slough in north dakota like yep. everything you know the the work behind it how many kids these days do you think have just gone where there's not a building around and watched the sun come up or go down not many right well unless you're hung over in a field or something but other than that yeah, but then you can't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, think about it. How many Just the kids, fresh air. Yeah, how getting many, out of the yeah. city and breathing that air when yeah. that. Oh, how many kids see the sun better. come up?
0: You know, while they're in the woods, or go down while they're in the woods, and that's one of the most beautiful things ever. It's sad, and that's why, as anglers and fishermen, or same thing, do. Yeah. I was gonna say, and, and anglers and hunters, and mountain bikers, campers, whatever, right. bring people with you. You know, if you can do whatever you whatever your outdoor
1: niche deal is, bring somebody new with you. Either that, or just plant a seed. Talk to when you're when you're talking to someone. Now, screw that. Grab them, bring them with you. Well, any any anything (laughs) helps. You know, you you plant a seed. It's you know, most of most of my adventures as a kid. You know, we would take something and run with it, even if it was the most dangerous thing in the world. We 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 had no fear and didn't care about nothing. But if someone said. You know, back in the day, this and this and this, we used to get crazy and go up here on the river or whatever. Well, we were taking the 12-footers out there. Or, oh, you know, we hear they're biting on pool, too. Well, guess what? The ice is just breaking up. My mom's about to have a heart attack if she knew what was going on. But me and Sean doing? and me and Sean are down there in the 14 or the 12 footer with the seven and a half or a nine nine. Barges <laughs> are breaking ice. You know we're trying to find these walleyes and all these fish. You know it's <gasps> just, Kyle, just you're, you're gonna die. Yeah. get out of the river. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. try to stay safe. We're a life preserver you know preserver and all all that crazy stuff. But but get out and just experience it. Yeah. You know try it. You're not gonna. I was always the type of person that I was never going to learn by someone telling me. Someone showing me, a, it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, you can't just, I have to go out and I have to mess up. I have to try it. I have to do it. I have to beat my head off the wall. And, and just, one of my earliest
0: memories as a person, and this was, I mean, you might have some random thing pop in when you're 8, 9, 10, whatever. But my most vivid memory when I was a kid was duck hunting, well, slash goose hunting, whatever, waterfall hunting with my dad, and we're sitting on a point and watching the northern lights come straight at me from way off in the distance and wrap so far overhead that I they almost filled the entire sky. Like, I can see the greens and the blues, like, as I picture them in my mind right now. That's the kind of things oh yeah that kids are missing out on yep you know and that right there i don't i couldn't tell you what my high score on pac-man was no no i you know i don't know i never figured but i will remember that until games. the day i die yep you know there's so many it's moments such like a, that it, yeah it's it's just one of those things where you need to get kids out introduce them to the outdoors yep. and i don't even care what it is if you don't hunt you don't fish that's fine we'd rather if you start but Get them outdoors. Get them off the damn TVs, off the tablets and the phones and this, and go. Just yeah. drive till you don't get don't get any cell service. Yep. Which for me is Malax Lake. Yeah. So it's not that far. Well, I'm on we, T-Mobile. Oh, oh, you need to upgrade. We need
1: a Verizon sponsor. Shout out to.
0: <laughs> yeah, if they had unlimited and weren't double the
1: price, almost. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll stick with Verizon, but <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, you just you got to get out there and experience something. Like yeah. no matter what it is, you know it it comes back to you know we had that little video of us ripping up and down the street in our mud boat, dude. This last that summer. was hilarious. You know, but I'm literally and then I
0: look on the freaking Facebook and I'm seeing cha- or on it was either Facebook or TV and I go <laughs> Channel Nine. <laughs> I saw that live.
1: That was great. <laughs>
0: like I'm a giant kid Explain though. You it. know? Explain what happened. Okay,
1: so giant rainfall right big rainfall right by my house about once or twice a year um a couple streets come together there's a low area and it just gets a little water well anyways i'm out working on my patio being an old man and you know doing stuff around the house i get drenched putting stuff away um watching cars just completely douse themselves almost die, get stuck in this water and i'm thinking man that's kind of deep and uh my buddy mike looks at me and he goes oh man i wish we had a surfboard or a, a wake skate or something like that and i go dude we got something better we got we got duck boats we got the duck skips so needless to say fired it up pulled it down the water's halfway up my front yard we got a small lake pond slash river going on in our street you know a couple hundred yards long both ways and just went out and had fun. Already wet, already dirty from the work day. It, it didn't matter. You just you enjoy enjoy the moment. You know, you, we were out there just monkeying around like a bunch of giant children. And you just face, Facebook living it, having having a bunch of fun. The neighbors are out. You know, all cheering and yelling, taking videos. We stop. You know, the one neighbor he's got his grandkids over. We're telling him to come and hop in the boat. He's too scared, so he runs back. You know, but just just enjoying the outdoors you know yep. it, you might get a little dirty it's not always pretty you know no matter what all these pictures and all, all this stuff tells you you know you're cleaning fish you're cleaning ducks you're cleaning deer you're gonna get blood on your hands or it's 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 Let's not your... always pretty there's there's plenty of bad times there's injuries people wreck stuff but at the end of the day i wouldn't trade any one of the experiences i've had over my life because of one of the things that probably didn't go our way let your kids roll around in the dirt. Let them break a let them break a bone. Yeah, they'll survive. Fall out of a tree.
0: Yep. Let them climb trees. Let them run around. Let them have fun. Let them be kids. Get them outside. You know. And if you you got a neighbor or something that fishes or hunts, you know, go with them. Yep. You take your kid. Talk to them. Say hey, you know. Get them out there. Get them outdoors. And you know, because otherwise, we're gonna lose it. You know, might hopefully it's not during my lifetime, but you know, by the time uh you know, I kick the bucket, if we continue on this path of path of less and less fishermen and hunters and it's not good. It's not good. And the amount of money that we spend fishing and hunting, that's what keeps animals around.
1: Yeah. You know, that's what keeps fish in our lakes and deer in our woods and yep. everything. So, a lot of this money goes back, you know, on all of our licenses and stuff to conserving whatever yep. the fowl is or Well, there's know. like a I think it's a 10% tax
0: on all hunting
1: gear. Yep.
0: I don't know if it's fishing too. Is it fishing too? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, it goes into a fund which is for conservation and animals and wildlife and all that stuff. I should have looked it up before him, but I just thought about it i'll look it up at some point tell you guys about it later but yeah so billions of dollars that are created by hunters by fishermen that go towards animals to save them i don't think you can uh, say that about the people that are against it right they sit around on their keyboards and talk smack and yep yep so well sir we're uh right about two hours we keep going, but yeah, I gotta get to bed eventually. Maybe we'll say that for it's another a, time. Yeah. <laughs> no. Any closing thoughts? Um, if you could tell, if you could say something to you to, if you could tell Kyle, five year old, well, we'll say ten year old Kyle, because you're just starting to kind of know things. You know? <laughs> what, what would you tell ten year old Kyle? about what <laughs> what would what would you tell what what advice would you give 10-year-old Kyle
1: Trust your gut. Just go for it. Everything you want to go for, dive in head first. Just do it. Don't don't think twice about it. Don't worry about the specifics. I get everyone's got to be logical and all that stuff, but every time you get an inkling, give it a shot dive in head first and don't stop nice right now boom and with that thanks kyle anytime
0: appreciate it we'll have you on again oh yeah possibly maybe get my pops in here we'll have you put on your hot pants <laughs> i got, I hot got pants. my hot pants on <laughs> all right cool thanks for listening to the smackdown outdoors podcast thanks to kyle manifel mr hot pants himself be sure to give the facebook page a like Share the page for us. Get us some new followers. Also, wherever you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe. Like the like the, uh, the episodes. Leave us some comments. Leave us comments on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on in a bunch of other different places. We're mainly on Facebook, though, so make sure you like that page. Share it and leave us some comments. Make sure that you look out for... Uh, When we have a new guest on, we always kind of ask you for questions. So leave us some questions about that certain subject or that guest or me or whatever. But in the end, make sure you take somebody outdoors, get them hunting, get them fishing, get them camping. And until then, we will see you next time.